I'm Jake. I'm John. What were we talking about? Uh, that song. That song. Right. It's crazy. You've never heard it on the radio before. I, I have not. You haven't. I have not. That is because that's our very own theme song, written and performed by my buddy, Dirk Kurt. We have a theme song? We have a fucking theme song. Excuse me while I jerk my dick. Fucking A, right? That's awesome. That's kind of cool, right? He, did, he It wasn't one he wrote specifically for us. He was the guy who was working on one for us, and I hadn't heard anything from him, and I just been, I scrolled through his uh, uh, SoundCloud and uh, just listened to a few of his songs on there. And uh, That one, it's called... Um, we just talked about this. We just literally just <laughs> talked about it. I completely fucking um, forgot what it's called, man. I told you. It's called I'm Jake, I'm John. That's right. That's what it's called. It's called um, Loser Machine. Loser Machine. First draft. First try. Um, first try. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's called Loser Machine. First draft uh, by Dirt Kurt. Look for him on uh, SoundCloud. Dirt underscore Kurt. I worked with him at uh, Guitar Center. Cool. Over there. Shitty job. Hated it. Coolest part about it was I met some of the coolest, most talented people ever. Uh, you know, uh, I had Zach and who was in a band called uh, My Sweet Fall. Really cool fucking band. Um, had a, a buddy of mine named Levi. He's in another band called something. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but I'm doing actually uh, lyric videos for his band. Uh, currently working on them. Listen to me, Levi. I'm, I'm still working on it. Didn't forget about you. Um, and then obviously Kurt. I mean, a bunch of talented people there. That was the coolest part. And they're all cool as fuck. Dude, just really some of the coolest people. And uh, best thing came out of it. We got a theme song for our fucking podcast, yes, and he won't hit us for copyright. He won't. That's right. I, we can stop using actual <laughs> song like <laughs> songs you hear on the radio where people can sue us for using it. Yeah, we're using it. Our friend did it. Our very talented friend did it, and now we have it. It's ours. It's our theme song. Hooray! All right. Oh God, that's a lot of pressure. This <laughs> is actually the uh, first time we're going to be doing this uh, on Twitter. Uh, we decided we're going to do sort of like a live tweeting thing while we record. Yeah. It's not really going to be live whenever you hear it, obviously, but whenever we, as we're recording, we're going to let you guys know, hey, we're recording around about this time and we can update the time throughout the day, depending on how it goes. Uh, but we'll let you know when we're going to be uh, recording. You can hit us up on Twitter. You know, if you want to hear us talk about anything or you want to ask us questions, we'll answer it on as we're recording. And we're going to periodically be going through our Twitter, seeing if there's any uh, responses. It's the first time we're doing it, and it's kind of a spur of the moment. So I'm not thinking we're going to get a whole lot tonight. I don't think we'll get any But uh, <laughs> in case you're curious, uh, for next time, my Twitter handle is at the Hierophant, H-I-E-R-O-P-H-A-N-T, the number 11. That's at the Hierophant. John? I am at JD Slevin thirteen. So just hit us up sometime. We you know we've got no problem with it. We, I guess I can spell my last name. You could just to be safe. Maybe. Yeah. So it's gonna be JD Slevin one three. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, dude, that's, we're gonna try to do that every time we record. Uh, and if you guys, like I said, if you want to hear us talk about something specific or you want to ask us any questions, be more than happy to answer anything you want to hear. 
Uh, and I mean, there might be something that you know that we don't, and you just ask us our opinion on it. We'll be like, fuck, we didn't have that written down, and we'll start talking about it. Exactly. And uh, also, our email address situation. As of right now... We have no email We have no email address. I might be able to have an updated one before I put this out and kind of add that in at the tail end of it. But as of right now, we don't have an email address. We're no longer going to receive emails at... Uh, uh, this is Productions at gmail.com. As of right now, what were we talking about is flying under a new flag. What's that flag called? Why not? Exactly. We're now flying under the flag of Why Not Studios. Uh, it's going to be for anything I feel like doing, John feels like doing. It's because why not live a why not life? Yeah. Let's talk about some shit, man. Let's do that. Um, so, Marvel. So we got Avengers Infinity War news. Uh, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Let's see, uh, Russo Brothers possibly looking to debut Brie Larson's Captain Marvel in the film. So that'd be cool. I'm excited for her. I am absolutely stoked for her. I, I'm. Uh, it's so cool. She won an Oscar. Like I, know. I remember her. She's in Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. You know, and I see her. I'm like, oh, she's a good. She's a pretty good actor. She's funny. I thought maybe she'll go somewhere. And then it's like, really, honestly, like the next movie she did or next big movie she did, Oscar. Yeah. It's impressive. And now Marvel snatched her up. Yeah. It's. And I think it'll be fun. Oh yeah. She seems. She seems like a good pick for. for she does. It would have been cool to see um, uh, the chick that played uh, Maggie on Game of Thrones. Maggie. Ma- is it Maggie? No, not Maggie. Uh, Maggie is the mother. The um, the one that that uh, the shithead uh, king. Cersei. No, well, no, Cersei's son. What's his name? Joffrey. Joffrey, but she actually married Joffrey's brother. Oh, oh, you're talking to, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I can't remember her name, right? Yeah. That actress, though. Yeah. I thought she would be, She would have been a cool pick for uh, yeah, she, uh, Carol Danvers. Yeah, she Denver's. would have done pretty good. But I, I absolutely think Brie Olsen is spot on. And 100% Olsen? trust Marvel Studios. Um, Brie Larson's. But yeah, uh, it it's, uh, also looks like uh, there's gonna, that the Infinity War movie and the uh, sequel to it which is no longer called Inf- Infinity War Part 2. It's just right now uh, titled Avengers 4. Uh, or un- untitled Avengers Those, those sons of bitches. Those motherfuckers. But it will mark both a natural ending and a new beginning for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That'd be cool. Uh, Anthony Russo stated, uh, I can't get into too much detail about who we're introducing, but these two movies are intended to be the culmination of everything that has happened in the MCU since the very first Iron Man movie. In being a culmination, these movies are in some ways going to be an end to certain things, and in some ways, they're going to be the beginning of certain things. When asked uh, if they're choosing which characters uh, to focus on by preference or for the sake of story, it's a little bit of both, because you always have to make sure that your choices feel organic to the storytelling, and really, you have, uh, have to sort of structure them in a way that they need to be there. Uh, you have to have them, or... They shouldn't be in the movie. It's a little bit of a dance between the two, where you have big eyes and you want everybody introduced in the included in the movie, but you have to go through the process. What's best for the story uh, you can tell, or what's the best story you can tell? Sorry. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's real honest. I mean, who didn't know that they're going to be killing off 
quite a few characters in the oh, next yeah. two Avengers movies. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but uh, it, the way they were talking, man, it's going to be like a pretty large... It makes sense. I mean... And they, I mean, they do have to close it out sometime. We cannot have Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man the entire time. As fucking I kind of, much as I want that. I know it. I'm kind of honestly... And this goes like the same way for the comics for me. Is like I wish they would have killed off some more characters by now. Yeah, we're... Like, we're getting to the end, and we've only really lost... Who? Quicksilver. That's it. I know. I was going to say one or two, and I think it's just one. Yeah, that's honestly, that's it. We haven't lost anybody else of of really any drastic importance. Yeah. Because even, even Coulson's not gone. No. He came back. <laughs> so and it's it's like, like, uh, we were just talking about this literally right before we yeah. uh, started recording, which was, you know, the biggest difference is, like, you know, people, you were saying, somebody told you that DC wouldn't even be a thing without Marvel. Yeah. Which... Eh. Any, I mean, the, the eh. fact is, is that Stanley revitalized comic books, and that's a truth. That is an absolute. And fact. yes, he works for Marvel. Mm-hmm. However, there's competition. There's yeah. different works. DC is not doing well because Marvel revitalized comics. DC is doing well because they have good content. Yes, that's the fact. They have better stories, and like you said, I mean, they stick to their guns. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, the fact is, is that in Marvel, they bring people back. There, no one's really dead. Like they, I can't think of a single character that's been gone. A main character, like a, a, yeah, a like large, a, a large main character hasn't been gone for that long, and DC has brought back. I mean, if you haven't read Rebirth by now, you're probably not going to, but he's on the front cover anyway. But yeah, <laughs> but DC has brought back Wally West, who has not been in a standard issue DC comic for at least fifteen ish years. I think it's like twenty, yeah. but like he, in real life, he hasn't been in an issue in like fifteen to twenty years. They did that. They stuck with that. Wally West is a big character. They didn't replace him. No. They re- I mean, they made a new Flash. Yeah, they made a new but Flash. But they didn't replace Wally West. They no. just made it. It's a new Flash. Exactly. So it's different. And they coexist. And the, it's and not the, like he took over and then Wally was gone. Wally was still there. Something happened and switched. And now he's back. Like, And that's what the that's what the coolest part about it is that they waited till it made sense to bring him back. And that was in the rebirth angle. Um the only character that I've seen so far of of merit that Marvel has really killed off and seems to have really killed off was Wolverine. Yeah. Now, granted, Wolverine is a big character to kill off. So, I mean, it kind of gets big... him some credit there. Yeah. But but technically, if you think about it, is he really dead? No, I guess not. He's <laughs> not necessarily really dead. But his healing factor is gone. He would have suffocated by now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Probably. Uh, I, can't. I just didn't know like, if, if for somehow they found a way to break him out. If if would he would he eventually revitalize? They couldn't. No, oh, you're right. Yeah, think about something else. Yeah, you're right. His yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I didn't read the whole thing, but I know his healing factor was taken away. Yeah. Uh, and then that was kind of like what the whole end of the story was, which what I read of it was pretty interesting. Um, and the death itself was. Really fucking gruesome. Yeah, it was awesome though. But yeah, that's the one thing people, you know, that's their hang up on, um, uh, on on this whole battle between Marvel and DC. One, there's no real battle. There, it's kind of, they're it's, two sides to the to the same coin. That's, yeah. you can't really compare the two. DC has better stories. Marvel generally has better characters. Yeah, more known characters. Yeah, more well known ones. My my thing is is. 
it's all based on opinion. There's a, there are a lot of people out there that are going to love Marvel and hate DC. It happens. It is, it's all based on what you grow up with and what characters you like. I mean, growing up for me, it was always Flash. Yeah. So, I mean, I always watched Flash. I never really cared about Marvel. And even to this day, I love the Marvel movies. But the as, comics are... Mm-hmm. But as far as the characters go, I really don't give a shit about any of them. I mean, like... Moon Knight, I like. I dig Moon Knight. I dig, yeah. I dig some of the dark ones, more obscure ones, I guess. Yeah, I love Gambit. He's my he's my favorite X Men. Yeah, X Men. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, Deadpool, I, I, I like enjoy Nightcrawler. him. Nightcrawler is cool too. Yeah, but generally, I mean, there's Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. I think everybody loves Spider Man. Spider Man's biggie. Um, but I I don't really like Captain America. I've only bought the recent issues because of the whole Hydra agent thing. Yeah, which was fun. Um didn't last as long as I hoped it would have. Yeah, I know, but it's still... It's cool to see him have that little bit of an edge. Yeah. Like, even if it's kind of a show, he's still doing it. Yeah. And now we know it's on purpose. It's not just because of brainwashing. Right. Like, I just wish they would have stuck to it more. I know. It'd be cool if it was a longer process. But, uh, but like, like I don't know. My thing with Marvel is it's, it's so... generic. And a lot of their characters, I can't connect with mm-hmm. like, and DC has those characters too but I feel like Marvel has a lot more of those characters it does seem like that yeah like I can't connect to Thor no not mm-hmm. at all I can't connect to I can connect to Superman more than I can connect to Thor yeah not by Which, much and I, still, yeah not by much but still I, I really can't connect to I, I can but easier than like Thor or Superman but like Cap. But I just he's too like I don't like the the goody goodies like yeah. give him an edge a little bit like when he needs to have that edge he has it. instead of like Superman and him like it's just Boy Scout and it's like it's okay but it's just one of those things I guess but I don't know like Marvel's characters I just I just don't care like exactly I can't think of a character that I'm just like awestruck by except for Spider Man and I, and I and I usually feel I feel not, and. That's kind of the thing. Like when you read these comics, you should feel something for these characters. But for, with Marvel, I have to search and kind of force it. You know, with DC, with characters like Batman, with the Flash, with Green Arrow, yeah, Green Lantern, I, Green Lantern, I can feel it. You know, I, it's to me better writing and better stories, yeah. and they're more consistent with their stories. And also, it's not so con fucking valuted. Uh, whenever you have to, they have like a big arc. They title one label. They have one title. Yeah. That is that arc, and they have some offshoots, but they announce which ones they are. With Marvel, you have to buy their library. Yeah, it's it's real to get the full sets. experience, and it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm sorry, that's, I'm that's not spending thing. four dollars a fucking issue. Because that's the thing about Civil War that I didn't stand. Like, I got the base book. Right, that's fine. And there's some of the offshoots I want to buy, but like, if you want to own all of Civil War. It's a fucking encyclopedia. Exactly. Uh, Civil War II is going the same way right now because it's like you have your standard Civil War II. Uh, you have Power of the Gods. You have uh, Critical Hulk, Spider-Man, Deadpool, all these little side shoots. I bought the Accused one. And what I understand from that now is at the end of Accused one, uh, the, where it says like your next issue, mm. it, says, it says Civil War uh, issue six. So I don't. I think Accused one's one. And it's gonna the trials like something's gonna happen because the, the trial like where it ends up and the accused one leads into the next set. I think that's gonna be Civil War six because five hasn't come out yet. It comes out next week I think or something. I don't remember. But I only reason I bought that was because I loved what they did for the trial 
And I was like, yeah, fuck it, I love... And that's Daredevil, another one that I've really gotten into lately, is Daredevil. Yeah, and that's, and that's another thing, and this, I guess, is probably more on my end of it. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about it, really. But um, one thing about Marvel I don't like is I don't like their art style. For the most part. It's too clean and crisp. I like DC's. It's a little darker. Uh, it all depends more, on who's writing it, too, Yeah, right? it depends, obviously. But generally, like, it's sketchier. It's it's It feels more like a comic book and less like a cartoon Yeah, to me. Um, I like that more. Now that's that's a I know one hundred percent. That's a personal preference. Some yeah. people like that clean cut, crisp uh, drawing. Just me. I've never yeah. been a fan. Of it. Whenever they did it with, uh, I one of the worst parts about the new fifty two was a lot of it was very clean. And particularly with uh, if you go through and you read Constantine, yeah, uh, in the new fifty two, it's very clean, very. Uh, very not Constantine. Constantine's original. The Hellblazer comic books were very. Um, Rough and it should be very gritty. Yeah, and I mean, fuck, he goes to hell. He goes. It, <laughs> as far as I know, in New Fifty Two, he didn't at oh, all. Yeah, all That's... he did was he had like these he quote unquote runes, and he would have he would blast spells at people. It was the most ridiculous fucking That's thing. Um, I'd still want to get the omnibus. Me and me and Joseph were talking about that the other day. How how fucking ridiculous it was. And I haven't read all the Hellblazer ones. Yeah, uh, I've read the Constantine Hellblazer ones that. Were recently out right before the rebirth. Yeah, and I, I got the first two issues for rebirth. The rebirth. Yeah, of the I, have laser. I haven't read them yet, but I'm getting there. Um, but were you saying you want the omnibus of of the the new fifty two, um, the one shots, the five years later. Oh, so so for those who don't know, new fifty two obviously had their normal issues, but they also had a five years later issue for a lot of main characters. They're all one-shots, and there's like 60 of them. Like, But they're all like... I don't know much about New 52. I didn't read it. So I stopped way before that, and now I'm just now getting back into Rebirth. So from what I understand, for at least the five years later, is that... Uh, I can't remember his name now. Terry. Batman... Uh, Terry McGinnis. Yeah. The Batman Begins, that whole thing. Uh, or Batman Beyond. Beyond, sorry. Uh, but... He goes in back in time to these different points, and each issue is a different character. He goes back to try and fix stuff, fix certain things, and each issue is a one-shot where he goes and that character interacts with, with him, and they do whatever. But I haven't read them, but like I, keep, I kept seeing them when I was starting to get back into comic books. Like I saw uh, Sinestro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Grayson. Because um, it was just called Grayson. You're right, yeah. But and then a couple other ones, which are actually still sticking with. Uh, no, it, he went back to Nightwing. Yeah, uh, but the, there's a few of them, and they all have that real like weird shiny, the holographic, yeah, cover aluminum. But they cover. have an they have an omnibus of just those issues. Ooh, it's like sixty two issues. If I remember that. right, this is it, it was part of the convergence, right? Uh, and it's where Terry McGinnis, spoiler alert, dies. Yeah. And then, Which I haven't read Convergence. Right, and I think... But I want to read just those one-shots. Who is it? I think Tim Drake takes over. Yeah. As uh, the Batman of the future. And goes back to his time, Gotham, uh, future Gotham. Neo-Gotham, I think it is, what they call it. Yeah. Um, but he goes back there, and I, that was what those issues were. I think they're still continuing those issues. Okay. Um, and I have, I, I've read the first, like, six issues. I haven't caught up since then. I, I'm real behind on all my comics. 
Um, yeah, me too. But yeah, basically what we're saying is uh, DC's better than Marvel. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, you, It's a matter of... You can, argue, you can argue it back and forth so much. There's I'm, so many different reasons for people to like different things, and that's fine. And I'm not going to sit here and be one of those fucking fanboys that are like, like, fuck you, DC lovers, and that's not... How, Marvel's great. Yeah, Marvel is fantastic. And the whole thing is, is like... It's competition. You have to have competition. You have to have it. And even Marvel and DC, they're friends. They're not they're not enemies. Yeah. They don't sit there and like although there are some times whenever like it seemed like DC was like, Here, I got some big news from our movies, then Marvel's like, Here's uh Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange, fuck you. You know, it's yeah. like they made sure to try always try to one up them a little bit, and it's like I mean it's healthy, but it just sucks it, it, that something got is, in so late. Something similar is like they had Batman v Superman coming out in May originally, yeah, against Civil War, which would have been a massacre. Oh, it would have been awful. Uh, but then they, you know, WB Buckle was like, okay, we'll go back to March. That's fine. And as it was coming up to it, then all of a sudden there's an announcement: Daredevil is going to be out. A few weeks prior to Batman v Superman. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you want to see those two big superheroes fight? Well, here's a whole fucking season of it, and you get to watch like twelve hours of that. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost like they they purposely try to give them a little one-upsmanship, but like it seemed like a San Diego Comic Con, DC got the best of them that time. Yeah. But um, um, I'll, I'll say one more thing about the the war between DC and Marvel. The quote unquote war. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so as far as my opinion goes. To give you an idea of how I feel, and like I said, I love both companies. I prefer DC. Yeah. And to give you an idea of how that works for me is because my favorite character for DC is the Flash. Always has been, probably always will be. I love the Flash. Doesn't matter which one. Yeah. All of them. Are Wall, great. your barrier. Any of them. Jay. Jay, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, I love the Flash character. I like that idea. I, I like his in, in Green Lantern second, just because they're so similar to me. But it's it's a little different. But anyways, but though that's my favorite main character in DC. Uh, as far as everything, including the movies and including the comic books, my favorite character for Marvel right now, the one that I like the most and connect with, is Hawkeye. Ew. Yeah, like. I like his character the best. He's not a hero. Like, he is a hero, but he's not a superhero. Um, I'll say one more thing, and it's only because you mentioned loving the Flash so much. I remember something my friend Joseph, our friend Joseph, uh, sent me the other day, and I wanted to read it to you. Okay. Uh, it's... It shows... It's a, it's a picture. It shows a panel from a Flash comic book or a comic book with Flash in it, and then it shows, like, somebody describing kind of... Uh, breaking down what he said. So this is this is what the Flash says in the panel. I can think at the speed of light. I can perceive events that last for uh, less than an attosecond. I can run faster than time. What do I see when I run across the country, Superman? I see everything and everyone. Now, breaking down what he said, this person, I'm going to quote everything they just say, a fucking attosecond. That is... Zero with a shit ton of zeros, point zero zero one seconds. Uh, yeah, I can't even say it out loud. <laughs> it's fucking impossible for the human mind to imagine just how fucking short of a time frame that is. So let me give you some comparisons. 12 out of seconds is the shortest measurable 
uh, period of time. In a single second, light can circle around the Earth seven and a half times. In a single at a second, light would barely manage to move from one end of a molecule to the other end. If you could perceive the world in that speed, even light would appear frozen to you. One attosecond is to a second what the size of an atom is to the size of, an, of the entire planet, times 100. If you were an immortal living in that time frame, you would live out the entire age of the universe and the time it would take a normal person to blink. And he said it's less than an attosecond. Jesus. Now... Me and Joseph discussed this and kind of come to the term that um, that was most likely just the writers writing something that sounded cool, not realizing the canon they created for the Flash. Yeah. You know? So now the Flash can perceive things in less than an out of a second. That is a fucking remarkable, remarkable feat. It's insane. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd share that because I, I thought that yeah. was really fucking cool. Um, but uh, we'll move on now to our news, yeah. more of our news portion. Uh, moving on to the highly anticipated Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, I'm so excited. This part, this first part's not really news. I guess I will say, like, Spider-Man is technically my favorite Marvel character. Oh, yeah. But I'm talking about as far as, like... Relatability. Like, well, not even that, but, like, as far as, like, when the Avengers first came out, it was, Spider-Man wasn't involved. Oh, you know, so, in the movies, in the movies. Yeah, so, like, it was, like, because that's what I guess, I, I never read Marvel comics when I was a kid. Yeah, I guess you're, yeah, so, like, yeah, I never really did. Marvel either. is now, like, I started reading Marvel comics this year, so I haven't really got into much of it. As far as right now reading, uh, like, Spider-Man is going to be my favorite. Like, I'm reading Spidey, and I love it, and, and he's my favorite. But as far as, like, the main cast from the original movies and from, like, um, Civil War II. Mm-hmm. It's it's and even Civil War One. I, I didn't really like Spider Man in Civil War One. No, because like the whole flip flop thing and the Iron Suit, like it was cool. I, I just, it's not my favorite. And he was like kind of a linchpin of this entire story. Yeah, but yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. It um, was, but yeah, like my favorite character to relate to and like to to watch in the first few movies, like the first Avengers, is, is Hawkeye. Like I love Tony Stark. Oh yeah, because I, mean, I think it's just because Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he plays it so well and it's so much fun and I like the, all of them together like, that's my thing about Marvel my problem with Marvel right now is that it's an ensemble thing yeah like I don't like that many of them separately but together they're so good they're perfect and um, it was like they cast specifically yeah because they, well obviously I mean they knew they had to get them all together I know they screen tested about you know they screen tested Robert Downey Jr. or uh, Tom Holland with Robert Downey Jr. and I think they t- uh, screen tested uh, Hemsworth with Chris Evans, yeah, um, stuff like that, and uh, but uh, yeah, that's last. I'll talk about that. But uh, 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 Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, Tom Holland wore his costume to the uh, Eggleston Children's Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, to visit the kids as Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, he said. Awesome. Uh, he said of the experience, uh, meeting all of you today was such a wonderful experience, and you're all such little inspirations. We're proud of you, and we love you, and we hope to be back soon. Heart emoticon, and thank you for having us, Eggleston Children's Hospital. That is, that is one thing Marvel Studios knows how to fucking do. Like, they take care of their fans. They do. Like the the video, um, uh, where it's uh, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, 
going to this kid who I think he has cancer, has some sort yeah, of disease. I saw those. It's yeah. fucking heartwarming. It's it, awesome. It was beautiful. It's and I don't use that word like very often about events, but it was beautiful. It was so cool to see that those are people using their celebrity for good. For yeah. they're not assholes. And they're not really asking for anything in return. No, like, they yeah they get publicity technically, but they're not going for that. And it looked it it wasn't it wasn't um, them filming it. It was the parents filming it. Yeah, and know? they were having such a good time. Like oh, just watching those videos and watching the pictures. Like look at the page. It's so good. It's so nice. It feels it feels so warm. And they like, did like last year for the Super Bowl. Uh, Chris Pratt and Chris Evans uh, had a bet. Of they each picked a team. If their team uh, lo- uh, lost, then that person would go to a hospital of the other one's choice and visit them in costume, and they'd both visit them together. They both ended up visiting both hospitals anyway. It's like yeah. it's stuff like that. It's so fucking cool that they do that. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate saying it, but I don't see anybody from DC doing that. No, you know course, what I mean. Of course, they're still trying to get the foot on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> and plus. After the, you know, Batman v Superman and honestly after uh, Suicide Squad, that's like, <laughs> who a kid wants to see them? Yeah. Nobody. Um, I don't know. You might you might find a, a little boy who's like hitting puberty that might want to see Gal Gadot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see Gal Gadot. I want to see Wonder Woman. Why? She has boobs. <laughs> okay. Fine. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Warner Bros. like, eh, I guess I'll call it a win. Uh, there's a leaked call sheet, too, uh, that confirms some of the roles that were previously a mystery. Uh, some of them aren't huge roles or care, comic book characters, but a few of them were. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine from Fargo, the television show, and the movie Devil. Nice. Um, he will play Shocker. I'm going to read a butcher this name, too. I was going to have you read it, but I'm going to read it. Ingbori Rice from The Nice Guys. Apparently, she's the breakout of the movie. She apparently nice. was very good. I want to see I want to see it so bad. It looks so good. Um, she's going to play Betty Brandt, which was originally played by... Uh, um, who's playing Rita Repulsa? Oh God, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, that one. Elizabeth Banks in the previous in the first trilogy. Right. Uh, she worked at the uh, Daily Planet, but apparently she's playing, I guess, the younger version of her. And then we have uh, Selena's Liva from Orange Is the New Black. She's going to play Miss Warren. Martin Starr, a comedian, is going to play Mister Harrington. Hannibal Burris, the comedian who are out at. Bill Cosby uh, will play Coach Wilson. I love him. I do too. He's so fucking funny. Uh, Tundi Adabimp, <laughs> a singer, he's going to play Mr. Cobwell. And all those teachers are from Peter Parker's Midtown Science and Technology School. And a more interesting note Kenneth Choi, he played the Howling Commando Jim Morita. He's going to be playing Principal Morita. Nice. So they're connecting it with the ancestors. That's really fucking cool yeah, that's to me. Really neat. Um, and a little bit more uh, to kind of settle the crowd over the Zendaya uh, quote unquote debacle where people are losing their fucking shit of her yeah. playing Mary and Jane. I saw some article saying like, "Don't judge Mary Jane off of her hair color." And I was like, "Yeah, exactly." <laughs> Jesus. But uh, Stanley has no problem with her. No. And he st- as he shouldn't. He shouldn't. There's no reason to. And it's what he says. If she is as good an actress as I hear she is, I think it'll be absolutely wonderful. The color of their skin doesn't matter. Their religion doesn't matter. All that matters is that this is this is the right person for the role. He. That's exactly what I've always said about the whole race issue. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense to me for people to lose their goddamn minds over it. 
I agree. I feel like there's, I mean, there's always, to me, there's exceptions for that. Yeah. Because, like... Maybe you don't have a Nazi played by a black well, man. Well, I'm just... Yeah, yeah. I was saying, like, I wouldn't want to see an Asian man play Black Panther. Oh. <laughs> That'd be yeah. kind of fucked up. That'd be ridiculous. But there, I, I, <laughs> I watched a video. It was of Daniel Radcliffe walking through an airport and somebody from, like, Team Z or something like that was filming him, of course. And he was trying to hurry up and get through there. And they were talking about the movie he's in where he plays, like, an FBI consultant. Yeah, and he's... Impendium or in, yeah, Imperium. Imperium. Imperium I think it's Imperium. The um, one where he goes undercover Nazi. Yeah, or undercover. And they're talking to him about racist. about that, and uh, he is like, "Was it weird for you to play a neo Nazi uh, since you're British? Did you have any family that was uh, that was oppressed by the Nazis?" And his reaction was so fucking good. He's like, he almost stopped, but it was like it took because he was in like the zone, looking straight forward and going. He he's like, "What?" Like, like, he was so fucking taken aback by the question. It was the most ridiculous. Dumb question. <laughs> it was just like, I couldn't stop laughing because his reaction was priceless. Damn it, Jake, you made me feel so goddamn inadequate. <laughs> it was, he's, uh, he knows how to handle fucking uh, yeah. some paparazzi. Like, that. he did it for like a month straight, wore the same outfit. Yeah. That way, if they took pictures of him, nobody would buy him because, like, oh, no, that was all the same day. It wasn't different days. Yeah. He's so fucking smart. He's awesome. Yeah, um, I love that video with him, like, a day in, like, a day in the life of Dana Radcliffe, or how to be Dana Radcliffe. I haven't seen that. I'll show it to you. But, like, he's like, well, like, as a celebrity, I like to, uh, I like to appreciate my fans. And he goes up to a window, like, third, fourth floor of a window next to a park. He goes, I appreciate my fans. He like goes to the window. He goes, bang, bang. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And his woman just like looks up at him. He's like, okay. He's like, I like to keep myself grounded. So he's got his buddy there. He's like, this is my buddy. Like, he's like, it's Jake. But like, this is my buddy, Jake. Like, okay, Jake, do something that I can't do. And he does something. He's like, okay, yeah, I, I can't do that. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. So, yeah, can't, can't do that at all. And then like, he starts doing more stuff. He's like, yeah, well, I have, I have, I have, I have. Alan Rickman in my phone. I could call him right now. I got this guy in my phone. I call him right now. <laughs> Just go. It's like, God damn it, Jake. You made me feel so goddamn inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fucking funny. I love him so much. I, I want to see him do more stuff. But um, I guess he's getting there. There's some uh, some sort of fanforstic news, isn't there, John? Boy? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, Kate Mara said she was willing to return for a fanforstic sequel. Uh, saying, oh yeah, I'd love to be a part of fan- sorry, Fantastic Four sequel or whatever they may or may not have, have in store for us. And I know all the guys feel the same way. We loved working with each other and we would love to actually play these characters in another way somehow in the future. I have no idea if that's actually true, if that will happen, but I'd be really happy to do it. I wonder if that's true. <laughs> she is a, I think her and Miles Teller are only saying this now because it is... they have no money? Well, no. <laughs> Because it's impossible for them to do the movie now. So they can say, oh, oh yeah, we totally love to do it. Because they're not going to do the movie anymore. Because Michael B. Jordan's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hell yeah. So it's never going to happen. Um, but yeah, that's so that's not really news. But I thought it was interesting. You can call that, it news, I guess. I guess. But I, mean, I thought it was interesting if, that... If people consider TMZ news, I guess we can call that news. It's true. Uh, that's a second, uh, second fanforstic cast member... Saying that they would love to come back for a sequel. Yeah, and, and, and I don't care. You're like, why? Um, I, I'm uh, the whole Ant Man Wasp news. 
Yes. Yes, I'm excited for this because I love him. Oh, uh, yeah. Michael Pena is gonna, uh, will be returning as the fast-talking, how do you say, Louis? Louis. Louis. Um, I love Michael Pena. I, I love know, him anyways. Like, a lot of people don't know him that well. If um, he was the one that he played in next Friday, if yeah. memory serves, and he played uh, Little Joker. He's funny. <laughs> he is hilarious. Um, he's always been so fucking and, funny. Which drove me nuts because, okay, I don't know if you're familiar with the show. Uh, Broadchurch? Never watched it. Okay. So, but you know what it is? I know what it okay. is. Okay. They made an American version mm-hmm. called... Broadchurch. No, Grace Point. Grace Point, that is uh, it. Michael Pena played the one of the main dads in that. Really? 100% dramatic role. He had some comedy points, but but overall, it's it's drama and a mystery movie or show. And he had one of the main father roles with, with like, the dead son and then the friends. Like, like he his, his son died. It was his son that died mm-hmm. in, in, in Grace Point. Uh, in Broadway. They're both the same. It's just one's British. Right. And one's American. But, but they also had, didn't they have David Tennant? Yeah, David Tennant played the same character in both shows. Yeah. Which I think is fucking awesome. You're right. Um, which is weird because in, in Broadchurch, he had his normal Scottish accent. And at Grace Point, he did an American accent. Oh, fucking weird! <laughs> uh, it was it wasn't bad. It I was, was just, wondering if there were, it, it was like a continuation of some sort. No, because in, in the British version, uh, he's he was like Scotland Yard, mm-hmm. and he had an issue at another place, and they sent him here to like recoup because it's a nice hometown. No one no one gets in trouble. They don't have a whole lot of issues. And the second he gets there, dead kid, <laughs> and no clues. Like, he had to figure out what happened to him because it wasn't an accident. I need to watch that because it always sounded very it's interesting to me. And season two I haven't watched yet. I want I to wanna watch that and I, I um, do want to watch Grace Point too. But yeah, Grace Point. Michael Pena plays the main dad in it. And, like, I was like, really? Michael Pena? Like, he's funny. But I don't know how he's going to do in this. And I watched it. I was blown away. I was like, fucking yeah, he's hell, a dude. Really he's a really solid actor. Fucking but awesome. And, and I'll tell you, when I first watched Ant-Man, didn't like it. It was the first time besides Iron Man 3 where I watched... Uh, Marvel movie and I was like eh. yeah you know what I mean and uh, to this day I mean Iron Man 3 is a little bit worse I'm like oh, ah, ah. but uh, Ant-Man I, I watch I actually very very much enjoy the movie it's a very different monster compared to everything else Yeah. and one of the reasons I enjoy it so much is Michael Pena and it's also so I can't remember the dude's name but the guy he played in Dark Knight as Shiv one of the crazy guys that was that was the cop with Dawson's name on his yeah 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 he's in it too and he plays like a Russian uh, uh, d- uh, computer hacker or something like that yeah uh, he's yeah, <laughs> he's so fucking talented and uh, I listened to an interview with him uh, Kevin Smith uh, conducted uh, really cool interview he gave off a lot of information he's a very interesting guy um, he talks about one of the band I can't remember what band it was but he said there's a band he listens to. And every time he comes on the radio or he listens to in his car and his friends are in the car, he's like, you know who got me into this? Heath Ledger. He talks about it. He's like, I have that memory that Heath Ledger, one, he could have been like a prima donna. He could have been like any other actor and been like, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, gonna I, I'm you. just gonna, not going to talk to him. He, he went out of his way, talked to him. He helped him with some stuff. He helped him how he should play the character. It, it really went out of his way to help make the performance better. And it's a memorable performance, too. I mean, I still remember him as that character. Yeah. Um, and he said, and it's not just that we bonded over stuff. You know, we went out to dinner all the time. He said, and 
he got me into this music. It, it was such a cool interview, and uh, it was, it's cool that he has that kind of memory of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but it's he's a fascinating dude. And he, to me, him, Michael Pena were two of the best parts of that movie. Obviously, um, Paul Rudd was brilliant. And Michael Douglas was surprisingly, surprisingly good. so good. I, I don't like Michael Douglas. I'm not huge on him. Like, there's some things I've liked of his, but like, really not my favorite. Generally, yeah. I'm like, and he did solid. Really solid. I enjoyed it. Really him. funny when he needed to be. Yes. Really serious when he needed to be. Exactly. And that CG at the beginning. Oh, my God. I couldn't awesome. believe that. Um, it was great. And, like, he was King came off tough. And I love that. He did. He doesn't. He's not intimidating to me. He's not. He does not look intimidating. <laughs> Um, One thing, I'll tell you what, there was a time, it was a few years ago, it was right after he had, I think, just gotten off, or better from cancer, from his throat cancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he was at the Oscars. He walks out on stage, and before he even says anything, everybody gives him a standing ovation. And after everybody calms down, he clears his throat, and he says, there's got to be an easier way to get a standing ovation. <laughs> and I was like, fucking hey. like, And from that, I was like, all right, I dig the dude. He's, yeah, I, yeah. he's got my respect. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've never been a huge fan of him, but he was a really cool part of the movie. Yeah, he did a good, honestly, they all really did. The movie's good. Yeah. Um, Michael Pena, that guy that played the Russian, was really good. Paul Rudd was really, really good. He's always good. I wish he had someone else to play off of. Like, Michael Pena was his best back yeah, and forth. Yeah, but he did, he, they weren't in the movie together the, enough. Not a whole lot. I think, according to uh, what I heard, though, is that Michael Pena's going to be in the movie much more. Yeah. Uh, and he should be. Uh, him and Evangeline Lily didn't really play off each other super well. They like, really didn't have a whole lot when of they good kissed chemistry. It, when they kissed in the movie, it felt, I was like... Oh, feels okay. forced. Yeah, it feels like, okay, yeah, we know that that's where it's heading, but really? Yeah. But, um, um, I have a question for you before we move on. Um, so I was talking to someone else about it, about the Iron Fish... Iron Fish, Iron Fist, uh, Netflix show. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be coming out in the next couple of years or whatever. Uh, like next few months. Oh, is it? I thought... Like the beginning of next year, I think. Yeah. So, do you think there's a chance that they could put the Mandarin, the real Mandarin, as one of their as one of his villains? Since they fucked him over in the, universe, the cinematic universe, would they bring him into... It depends. The Netflix universe. Depends. I would say the best use of the Mandarin would be to give him a proper turn in Iron Man 4 if they ever did it. Right. That's a question. I'm okay with that. If they never do Iron Man 4, he could be a main villain for the Avengers. Okay. I'd be okay with that too. But if if they choose not to do... Because I think the more likely of it would be the a villain for the Avengers. But if they choose not to do that, if their story doesn't head in that direction, then I see no reason why he couldn't be an Iron, Iron Fist. Because my, my personal fan theory is bring Ben Kingsley into Iron Fist for two-ish episodes and set up the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Take, make it take place right after the whole prison thing on that one, that side shot, whatever they call him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and All hail the king. Yeah, that whole thing. Um, have him do like it picks up like right after that and somehow he like Iron Fist gets like comes in gets a hold of him and like asks him what happened and you see kind of a tortured or beaten uh, Trevor Slattery yeah and, and it leads into him protecting Slattery for like an episode yeah. and then Slattery like 
goes into hiding or whatever. Hi, it goes hiding or dies. Or dies. Know? Yeah, that'd be cool too. Like honestly, actually kill him off. Like it'd be cool if he actually did something brave. Who could, and died? Who could play the Mandarin? That's good. I don't know. That's rough. Now, you have to think it can't be an Asian character. Right. Like it was before. It would most likely have to be a Middle Eastern. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. I'm just trying to think of... But it doesn't necessarily because they've already proven the Ten Rings are more than just Middle Eastern terrorists. Yeah, there's a bunch. They're a huge thing. So it could be anybody. But so if you had to pick any actor, because we we're, we're, let's run under the assumption that multiple countries, multiple countries, it could be anybody. It doesn't have to be stuck in one uh, race. Um, who would you choose? Pee Herman. Um, Paul Rubens for the win. <laughs> Checkmate. Oh man, I don't. Trying to think, because I don't, I don't want him to be too muscular. No. And he needs to be cunning. Yes. So I'm going to go with... Oh, man. Tough questions on the spot. Yep. I don't know. God, that's such a rough question, because I wasn't thinking about that far. <laughs> I've got two ideas in mind. Okay. One I'm, I, I'm, I would love to see, but I... Doubt it could happen or even should. Liam Neeson. Okay. And I would say maybe not him because he did play Ray Al Ghul. True. So we'll go ahead and move him off the board, I guess. But Liam Neeson would be an interesting take. Older, more experienced, cunning, not doesn't look imposing, yeah. but can be when necessary. Because that's you, how mine is. Yeah, I've got one now, but. Who is it? What's your other one? What's your, oh, but, what's yours? But my problem is, is I don't know what he looks like right now, but in my head, it's the older version of him, obviously, because I was thinking the same thing, like an older, wise, sly, like he can do the physical part, but he tries to get out of it, like not out of it, but tries like to use his brain more, but like an older Antonio Banderas. If he looked right, that's my thing is I don't know he what he looks right. like. He doesn't. Because if he had the slick back hair. Maybe I just don't like his acting that much. He's too, I know. I'm not, he can be too hammy. I'm not really basing off their acting right now. It's just more looks. Uh, my other choice. I'm going to be thinking about this throughout the entire podcast, by the way, because I'm going to be right. thinking more ideas. We'll, we'll come back to it eventually. But uh, my other choice, as of right now, Jude Law. Solid actor. Yeah. Again, not very imposing. Definitely very charming and very cunning. Ray Park. Um, Ray Park would be interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. He's never really acted. I don't. I don't really know what he looks like. I, I do. He looks exactly the same. Yeah, red skin and everything. Yeah, red skin and everything. <laughs> Horns and fuck. He looks evil as fuck. Yeah, but um, I mean, you have to think as well. Yeah, like you said, he has to be kind of cunning. Um, older, I think, would be good, but would be better than younger. Um, of course, it could be interesting to have a younger actor take on the role, and yeah. you're like. This kid is this mastermind. Yeah. And it kind of makes it more like, fuck, he must be badass. Because um, then I immediately thought of Ryan Gosling. Michael Sarah. <laughs> Michael Sarah. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. That'll work. 
Um, we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back what to it. We'll figure it. Um, moving on to uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they had uh, the leaked BTS pictures um, showing Thor holding the card with the address to Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum. Yep. Uh, so that's really cool. I, I like behind the scenes stuff. That's I do too because you get a little tidbit there. Yeah, it's just kind of neat to see what they do, and they're funny. Oh yeah. Like, like if I showed you of him like juggling the, the juggling blue, the Thor the the, uh, the mean nor the yeah. mere, rather yeah um, yeah and it, it seems like I mean because Thor will have to travel between realms mm-hmm. so it seems very possible that Doctor Strange could make a cameo in the movie to help him move to another realm uh, so it seems to make sense that maybe we're gonna see Benedict Cumberbatch in Thor that'd be cool. Um, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, that that's one thing Marvel and, does so well is just mixing oh, yeah. their movies together. But they also have apparently there are some more behind the scenes footage that was kind of like New York kind of you know rubble and all this shit. Which surprise, surprise, a Marvel movie where New York is in rubble again. But uh, that poor city. Some people are pointing to the idea that it could possibly be um, uh, the aftermath from Doctor Strange. So Thor Ragnarok could t- take place in generally the same time, right? As uh, Doctor Strange, and you know Thor gets there and shit's already gone down and taken care of, and he runs it. He has to go find Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange. Interesting. Um, it also looks like uh, Odin will have been sent to Midgard by Loki, and uh, now is one of those crazy "the end is nigh" type of homeless uh, people. In the hilarious, uh, in the hilarious behind the scenes pictures, there, uh, that was a rumor a while back that he was uh, going to be one of those kind of people. That's where Loki sent him at the end of uh, right. Dark World. Yeah, and uh, it seems like that's actually going to be the case. The picture's fucking hilarious. He doesn't. He only has that long beard. And he doesn't have a mustache, and his hair is all fucking crazy, and he's got like a rag over his eye. Yeah, it looks pretty fucking funny to me. That's awesome. Then you told me this today. We found out that uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, is that how you say it? Mar- Mark Mothersbaugh, I believe it's how you say it. Yeah. Uh, he has signed on to score the film for Thor Ragnarok, uh, which for us is insane. Yes, I know, <laughs> but, right? Uh, lead singer, co founder, and uh, keyboardist, or as you typed, a keyboardist of Devo. <laughs> uh, and then, as for us, he has previously scored Happy Gilmore, the Rugrats films. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 1 and 2, 21 and 22 Jump Street, Hotel Transylvania 1 and 2, Lego Movie Pitch Perfect 2, and Vacation. He's actually got a pretty decent uh, yeah. scoring record there. It's And if it's it's just a lot of interesting movies because a, that's a weird we're a collection. Yeah. And I think uh, it, you, you brought it up earlier and I said that they should animate it, but... Someone out there needs to animate this. So I want to see... Thor Ragnarok. I want to see Thor and and Odin and Loki and Siv and whoever. But I want to see a Rugrats parody music video. So I want to see the Rugrats theme song with Thor's characters. Yes, that's what I want. Someone make it. Same uh, motions. Yes, from the Rugrats. So someone needs to make it and then and then tweet it to me. Yes. Because I want to fucking see it. What's that Twitter account again? The, at JDSLEVIN13. That's JD Slevin13. Um, Cheap pop. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously though, I want to I fucking see it so bad. Like, I just imagine the. Bah, 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 
and just like Thor like di- diapers on his head tumbling over um Loki be Chucky yeah, of course yeah who'd be feeling low um well you, well you have to be feeling low would have to be one of the uh, two of the warriors three yeah you can actually have Phil and Lil just be the fat one <laughs> and just eliminate the second twin. Uh, what's what's the girl's name? Sif? No, 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 from Rugrats. Ange- Angelica? No, the other one. The neighbor. Cynthia? Is that her name? I think so. I thought that was the doll. Oh, Cynthia is the doll. Fuck. Yeah. I don't remember. I forget. The, the, it's going to be racist. I don't care. The black neighbor? Yeah. It's Susie. Susie. Yeah. You that, just had to say the race to get it. Yeah. So that's totally Idris Elba's character. <laughs> Has to be. Because he's black? Yeah. Are you assuming his race? I'm assuming his race. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be fucking hilarious, though. I want to see it. Someone out there make it and then send me the tweet. Um, so that's going to be that's gonna be interesting. I want, I'm excited to see what he does with the music. I guess he worked on the previous two, but it was never really like... He was just kind of helped out a little bit with the other two. Right. But um, moving on to more Marvel news. Uh, the sh- there's a director shortlist for Captain Marvel. Uh, it includes uh, Nikki Caro, who has directed Whale Rider, which was Oscar nominated, North Country, and The Zookeeper's Wife. Uh, Leslie Linka Gladder, she has she's the one of the main directors for Homeland. She's also directed episodes of Ray Donovan and True Blood. Won't hold that against her. Yeah. Uh, and Lorene Scafaria. Uh, she directed Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, The Meddler, and wrote Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. So, pretty eclectic bunch there, honestly. Yeah. One, I, I, I honestly, I mean, I don't know, it does seem like very much like a Marvel move if they were to get uh, Leslie Linka Gladder uh, as the director to take somebody who, one, has only really done TV and give her a big fucking movie. Yeah, that's that's, that's a huge... It's kind of a risk. Yeah, it's a risk, but it does seem like a Marvel move. Yeah. Me. It seems like they're willing to work with new people, which, I mean, you kind of want because you need new vision. Yeah. I mean, because you could bring these brand new movies in and put old old directors in, and it's not going to be much different. Right. It's, it's going to be what we're used to. You get new new visionaries in there. That's that's where the, where the uniqueness is going to come from. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting to me. I think it's going to be uh, whoever they get. I mean, I, I trust Marvel Studios about with who they pick for their for directing, for acting. Not once have I thought about it where I've been like, bad choice. Yeah. You know, every time they've done somebody, and even if I questioned it, like I, the only one I've ever really questioned was Robert Downey Jr. because I thought that was a weird choice. Yeah. And it's a weird choice, but as it turns out, it was a perfect choice. Absolutely. Um. So I mean, I don't question their judgment anymore. Um. I always, I'm always interested when I'm not 100 mm-hmm. percent, and just wait till it comes out and see how they do because they chose them for a reason. Absolutely. They, they know what some doing. reason why they why they did. Um, it does look like uh, also Steve Rogers is officially no longer Captain America. Yeah, uh, Joe Russo said, I think him dropping that shield is him letting go of that identity. It's him admitting that certainly uh, certainly the identity of Captain America was in conflict with the very personal choice that he was making. So, yeah, so more or less confirmation from the director himself is just not Captain America yeah. anymore. Which, uh, 
I, I just I have not caught up yet, but I started reading um, the Daredevil series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'm on issue like five or six or something. Like that. Anyways, um, but there's a scene where essentially I don't know exactly what happens until I have to look at it again. But um, Daredevil out, like caps there, and Daredevil like he helps Daredevil out. And it's it's interesting. I don't remember what it's for. I can't remember if it was the Daredevil comic book or something else now, actually. But uh, it might have been... Actually, it might have been The Accused, now that I'm thinking about it. The Accused? The Accused, which was the, the offshoot for Civil War II. Mm. Um, but it's got like old Steve Rogers, like where the, the serum's kind of wearing off. Mm. And he's starting to become old. And it's got him... Talking to, um, to Daredevil. It's weird because like I don't remember. I'm not having caught up with it, as far as like from the past to now. But at some point, I guess he makes everyone forget who he is. Like everyone remembers that. Oh, like oh yeah, Daredevil. We know who his true identity is. Yeah. yeah. And at some point, they he made them forget. Yeah, I'm not sure about. So I don't know how that. I know for a while, right before they did this whole Marvel Now or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, the series for Daredevil, or yeah, for Daredevil was that everybody knew who he was, and he was kind of he was like Iron Man. Yeah, but I don't know which if it was Civil War or if it was um the actual Daredevil comic book, but mm-hmm. he made them all forget at some point, and I don't remember when. But anyways, but yeah, so um, there and now there's been lists online of you know who would pick up the shield. I honestly the only person that makes sense as far as the movies go it's gotta be Bucky right yeah that's the that's the direction they're heading I mean the only two that would possibly work that's the clear direction they're heading yeah the only two that possibly work is Bucky or Sam yeah and I think Sam should come later if it's gonna come at all yeah exactly Um, some people said that uh, Agent um, Carter the new one agent, new Agent Carter yeah her I'm like why doesn't make sense and it's not because she's a girl it's because in the movie, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It should be Bucky, because he's got the same... Essentially, the same setup. Exactly. And he, uh, I'd be okay with Sam, but like the same, same thing with, with her. Like He doesn't have any special powers. Yeah, and, the, and all the hints are dropping, uh, the direction the show or the movies are heading, it's Bucky. It's not Sam. It's not Sharon. It's... Uh, I think it's Sharon, isn't it? Yeah. Peggy. No, it's Sharon Carter. Um... It's not her. It's Bucky. Bucky is... It's a tale of redemption. Yeah. And by the time he picks up that shield and puts on that costume... Where he finally he thinks be, he deserves it. Exactly. Because he's going to beat his uh, himself up until... The, probably towards the third act. Exactly. And then he's going to be like, okay, well, I have to do this to redeem he's, myself. And he puts on the suit and grabs the shield. And it's going to be a death. It'll be a death of one of the characters that does it for him. And yeah, it's got to be Steve. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's It's... It's got to be, but I think it's. I'm I mean, excited to do. see that transformation, that that whole because he's gonna. He, I mean, he's the kind of character that is gonna let the guilt eat him up, mm-hmm. even though he has no control. Exactly, but I still, still did it. Yeah, that whole quote from him. I still did it. Doesn't matter if I was in control or not. I still did it. Exactly, and that's the kind of person he is. That's how good of a person he is. And that's why he's gonna be the perfect Captain America. He yeah. might be a better Captain America than Steve Rogers was. Yeah. And I'm excited because his whole his whole life is going to be redemption for him. 
in that moment he picks up the shield and he has that costume that's gonna be a powerful fucking scene yeah because I loved it in Civil War when he goes to where he is and uh, Cap's kind of like no killing and Bucky's like okay like I know like he's trying not to do that stuff anymore of course he has to get away like right and he, I love it when he throws him over and like throws him over the balcony or not the balcony but like the stairwell and Cap catches him yeah and he just looks at him like Come on. <laughs> or whenever he's getting ready, I can't remember he's getting ready to do something and Cap throws the shield to block uh, Bucky from killing yeah. the person. It, it, it's a really clever. And, and yeah, it's clearly got to be Bucky. Yeah. Um, but they also had uh, this funny video they just put out. We just watched it before we started recording. <laughs> of awesome. what Thor was doing during the conflict of Civil War. It was really fucking funny. Yeah. Him, him and Banner are not not anywhere else. They, they are in... Australia, <laughs> and they're they were, not. They're not in any other planet like we thought they were. No, they're they're living or Thor is living with uh, uh, David Daryl Daryl. Yeah, that's what Daryl. Um, it, it was really funny. It was it was pretty clever. You I should check it, it out. Like, honestly, it's it's if you haven't already seen it at this point, just but, Google like I think it's like Team Thor, Civil War Team Thor. Yeah, t- check it out. It's funny. It's not too long. It's it's. It's, so it's like entertainment minutes or yeah, something like that. It's it's fucking fun. And seeing those characters not doing something serious is fun. And like, it's fun because that's the one of the best parts for me for um Ghostbusters was Chris Hemsworth. Uh, yeah. because in the movies he doesn't usually get to be fun. He has to be just a very serious, you know, uh, sort of thing. And it's uh in that movie he got to be really dumb and yeah, having just a blast doing it and this yeah. it looked like he was just having a blast yeah it seemed awesome um it's so funny <laughs> jumping on over uh new mutants uh now i'm not sure if this is I, I think this is supposed to be a movie now i think at one point it was supposed to be a tv show okay but i think they're making it a movie uh the fault in our stars writer scott uh newstater and michael h weber will be re-teaming with director josh boone boom uh, for New Mutants, uh, no date on the or no date, I don't believe, and also uh, no real plot line or uh, summary rather. So he has no plot line. No, there is no plot. Bend. Um, but yeah, so no real update other than you know we have writers and we have a, a director. Right. And I've never watched the movie, but I heard it was pretty okay. So yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I'm not gonna watch it, but um. So in the comic world, the whole thing with Iron Man. So so Riri is that Riri? Riri or Riri? I, I'm not I'm sure. I'm Asian, so it's Riri. <laughs> of course. It uh, Riri Williams. Uh, <laughs> That's why I say Riri. Riri. <laughs> so I don't do that. Her name's Lily. That's what it is then. Uh, <laughs> Riri Williams will be known as Ironheart once she takes over for Tony Stark in Invincible Iron Man number one. So that makes me feel better. Yes, because I like I said we talked about it before. Like I don't understand Iron Girl doesn't seem right. Iron yeah. Woman seems you can't silly. say Iron Man. No, right? <laughs> because it doesn't so so at least they're changing person. the character. Hopefully they're them they're doing the storyline right. Yeah, and making it make sense. Exactly. Um, Iron Heart's a good name. I like it. I I do enjoy it. And I I got into as long as your suit doesn't have like a bunch of pink hearts on it. That'd be weird. it. Looks like it's just like the Iron Man suit, good. just slimmer. Um, I, I got into like this kind of not really argument but debate more or less on my Facebook because somebody posted on there about people being politically correct and doing things just to appease a race or appease a gender and uh, she was complaining about how they're making Iron Man now a black woman 
and I'm like, why? Why? What does it matter? Yeah. As, as long as it makes sense to the story, it shouldn't matter. That's the whole thing. As long as they explain it properly. And yes, that are they doing it because like they want to be more um, advanced or uh, or um, equal, equal or culturally PC. relevant? <laughs> like, but if that's what is that, is that what they're doing? Probably. But as long as they make it make sense, exactly. Like that's my whole thing. Is if you just if you're just dropping in a character to be female just because, then does it, it doesn't make sense. do anything. It doesn't help anybody. No, you have to explain that character's backstory. If you're telling them like, hey, uh, Tony Stark's getting old, can't keep doing the same shit over and over. He's got to find somebody to take over. And there's this girl at MIT who made her own suit. Okay. There you go. That makes sense. That's to me. fine. It works, and that would make sense that he would kind of take a liking to her because, hey, sounds like him. <laughs> and she's young too. She's sixteen. Yeah. At, at MIC. Yeah. So I think, I think it makes sense. It doesn't make sense to be pissy because of her race or her gender. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Uh, but we got to move on now to the DC world. DC C dubs. DC dub. Uh, the Flash. Joey King. Uh, the young Talia Ghoul in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, she, I'm sure she played in other things too, but that's how I know her. Me too. Uh, she will be playing uh, Magenta in season three. Now, this version of this character, I'm not sure really about the actual comic book version of her, but this version is a metahuman with the ability to control metal, but her powers come with a dangerous side effect, causing her villainous alter ego known as Magenta to emerge. Sounds interesting. She's going to be in episode three. Nice. Uh, and also, we're moving on to the main villain of the season. Uh, Todd Lassance. Todd Lassance, the right. actor who was in uh, Vampire Diaries. Uh, we originally had stated, and it had been, quote-unquote, confirmed, that he was playing uh, uh, Savitar. We gave that character description a couple episodes back, the very long, yeah. kind of convoluted one. Does this mean we suck at life? Uh, yeah. Well, no. Everybody else does, because that was confirmed for a while, just, oh. just a couple days ago. Well, it's unconfirmed. It's unconfirmed. No, it's actually been confirmed. Yeah, it's now. been confirmed. So. <laughs> uh, he will actually be playing the rival, um, Edward Claris, uh, Claris, I believe it is, yeah. is a uh, character's name. Uh, Edward Claris uh, was a professor at the university attended by the Golden Age Flash, Jake Garrick. He believed he had recreated the formula that gave Garrick his speed. Bitter at the rejection of his claims by the scientific community, Claris became. A criminal wearing a darker version of the Flash's outfit. His version of the formula, however, proved to be temporary, and he was defeated when it was ex- uh, when it was expended. He reappeared a few mo- months later, and in battling the Flash, reached light speed and vanished. Following the reformation of the Justice Society of America, decades later, Claris was retrieved from the Speed Force by Johnny Sorrow, who invited him to join the new Injustice Society. Now pure speed energy, he possessed Garrick's fellow Golden Age speedster, Max Mercury. Uh, sounds like an interesting character. Like, Savitar did, too, honestly. Uh, Savitar sounded way more interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but this sounds really cool to me. It's going to connect Jay Garrick into it again. Yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, I think it's going to be really cool to see how that turns out. I like, And it makes sense because if you see the outfit, it does look like just a darker version of uh, Barry's. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I can't I doesn't matter I can't wait to see the fucking Flash anyway so it's yeah I can't wait like you say that you know the villain's gonna be a clown for you know twelve episodes I'm <laughs> okay with that Pennywise <laughs> we all fluffed him um Violet Bean is it Bean or Beanie I think it's Beanie 
We'll go Beanie because it's cute. Yeah, uh, Violet Beanie will be. She's re- cute. She is very adorable. She will be reprising her role as Jessie Wells, but will become Jessie Quick. Yep, she will actually don a costume. Good for her as Jessie Quick. She will be. I like the, a woman in spandex. Who doesn't? Uh, she's actually My going father. to be the one, two, three, four, fifth speeder speedster in the show this season. You have Jay Garrick, Barry Allen, obviously Wally West, Jesse Quick, and uh, the rival. Right, and I'm sure other ones. Oh, I never one. knew the DC was so chock full of fucking speedsters. Yeah, honestly, so, the Speed Force is fucking littered. <laughs> it's littered with them. Uh, moving on to Arrow. Arrow. Uh, executive producer Wendy Miracle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're mispronouncing that, but it's so much more fun to say Miracle. Uh, on a magic-free season five. The show was always meant to be a gritty crime drama at its heart. And then Flash came along and, oh my gosh, we have meta powers. Uh, and then Damien Dark was, uh, was well, we haven't done magic on the show. Let's try to do, to do that. I think for season five, just because it's an answer to season one and we are sort of closing this chapter out, we did want to go back to our roots and figure out what is specific to this show. What is our universe? Go back to what is Arrow. Um, and also she answered the question on what the Flashpoint kind of provides them. Uh, Flashpoint provides an interesting jumping off point for all the shows this year in that we have this reset button available to us if we want it. We've landed on a few things, but the door is open. That's the fun part. You can play with it in whatever way, shape, or form you want to. I think it will be small in some ways and big in others. Interesting. Just like my sex life. Sounds about right. Um, Supergirl? Yep. Supergirl. Andrew Kreisberg on their take on Superman said, I think our take on him is probably something a little bit more traditional. There's certainly a little bit of the aw shucks about him, uh, but he's been Superman for a while, so there's a savviness about him as Superman and as Clark. If he's been Superman for 12 years, that also means that he's been Clark Kent for 12 years. He knows how to interview somebody. He knows how to get a story out of someone, as always, with any of these things. We're never doing a direct adaptation of a specific comic book. We cherry-pick the best parts and things that we love. So there's a little bit of the Christopher Reeve Superman in there, a healthy dose of the Superman animated series, which we're huge fans of, a little bit of Lois and Clark, which I'm a huge fan of personally. I yeah. know it's awful, but I, I enjoyed it too. Yeah, uh, a little George Reeves and a little Super Friends. Sounds like a perfect mix to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I want to congratulate you. You said adaptation. Yes. That's because that's how it's pronounced, right? Right. I've heard too many people that pronounce it adaption. Adaption. Yes. Can I stab people? I wish you would. I'll be back. <laughs> Alright. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely, um, but no, I, just, I thought I'd say something because I, I've heard to me mispronounce that That's word. That's awful. Um, um, yeah, and, uh, for those of you who don't know, because I just read it today, if you haven't watched Supergirl, it's gonna be on Netflix. I think, what did we say, September 20th? No, September, I think. 10th. 10th or 12th. Middle. Middle-ish of uh, September. Second or third week of September. It's going to be out on Netflix. So if you want to watch it. And catch up before. Season 2 starts. Re-debuts on CW. I guess season 2. Yeah, it's going to be, it'll still be season 2, but it's just going to be um, on CW. Yeah, because honestly, I looked at the box, season 1. It doesn't say, any, only only uh, TV station it says on the CW. Because really? they own it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, what was it, TBS? What was CBS. It CBS. There's nothing. No, for the, yeah, and even I, 
I got the app or the uh, the the channel for um, CBS because uh, me and my wife just recently did away with Dish Network. Uh, nothing against Dish Network, just tired of paying ninety bucks a month. Yeah. Um. So we decided, you know, we got Sling TV, Hulu, Netflix, HBO Now, the CBS app, and I'm thinking I'm going to get the Stars one as well. Uh, but we got all those because you figured we're pay for all those and we're still going to pay for less than we did for Dish. Got the CBS app specifically so I could one watch Elementary and uh, uh, Limitless as it plays every week, but also I wanted to catch up on Supergirl before it comes on CW. No longer on there. So I looked on CW app to see if it was on there at the time. It wasn't on there, but I just read recently that it is on there right now. Right. So I'm going to check that out also. But if it's not on there, I just wait a, like a month and less than a month, a couple, yeah. a few weeks, and couple, go yeah. and watch it on Netflix. So that's fun. Yeah. Super excited about that. Yeah. Um, Gotham. Gotham. Uh, the Her Requiem actress. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Her wife, Her Requiem. <laughs> that's a word. Her Requiem. Her Requiem. Her Requiem is a thing. It is. And it um, has actors in it. Yeah. This actress in specific. Uh, oh, God. Her name is a nightmare. Nayan Gonzalez Norvind. Oh. She's Spanish and Norwegian. That's what it fucking looks Jesus like, doesn't Christ. it? Jesus. Nothing against you. Um, <laughs> has been cast as the Mad Hatter's sister, Alice. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, this character description is set to debut in the third episode of season three. Alice was born with a powerful ability that she cannot control, an ability her brother believes is a gift, but that she is always seen as a curse. As such, she has spent much of her life alone running from her brother who will stop at nothing to be reunited in hopes of unleashing her gift on the world. Sounds a little different. A little bit. But interesting. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of a cool... Because, I mean, to me, especially Batman, like, Batman's villains, there's not a whole lot of, like, coexisting villains. Exactly. Uh, so so it's cool to see another one, like, even if it's just a, a different version of it, uh, to see Mad Hatter have an Alice and just chasing her down. Because, mm-hmm. like... He just needs trying to use her ability. Now, remember, like in the Batman the Animated Series, it wasn't actually, it was a girl he was obsessed with. It wasn't necessarily Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't family, I don't think. But it was just just a girl he was really obsessed with. Someone that looked like Alice from the book and that he was just obsessed with. I'm not real sure because usually in the comic books, I've never really read. He's never never had like a big arc in the the, uh, comics as far as I know. No. So it's kind of hard for me to get it. Yeah, I've never really gotten to know him. He's not a very, like... I like the idea of like he's he's a works with hats and the Mercury and the hat scouts you know like that's cool it's just it's such a weird villain. Um, Suicide Squad uh, finally has been ousted from its number one spot by oh. Don't Breathe after oh. what three to four weeks. Yeah, I want to see it. It. Uh, I was watching the trailer the other night again and just it looks fantastic apparently it is mind-blowingly good yeah it looks awesome I'm excited for it I love that line they do that the guy the guy first of all is creepy as hell his yeah. voice is incredible in it I forget his name I've seen him in a bunch of stuff yeah before, but, but. He, he there's a line he says something akin to there's nothing uh, a man won't do once he accepts that there is no God and just how he says it's like fuck yeah. uh, for you those of you who don't know watch a trailer Oh my! First of all, but secondly, essentially, the plot line that I understand is these kids break into this guy's house. He's blind. He's blind. Yes. Spoiler uh, alert. Spoilers. Um, and he defends himself. I think it's a little bit more than that. Yeah, it actually but... looks to me that he's some sort of a serial killer, or yeah. or uh, 
kid he kidnaps women. Okay. At least, um, but yeah, there's more to the character and more to the guy than they initially think. Um, he, essentially, it's what you think. He's he's blind, so his other senses are heightened. Yes. Uh, probably more so than normal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to a supernatural degree, almost. Um, but it looks. I can't wait to see. I it. love in the trailer. You still, if you watch it, you'll see where. Um, there's the, the people in, in the room with him. It's like, how many of you are there? And it, like the, 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 first, the first guy he talks to is like, it's just me. And like, one of the other kids moves, and the floor creaks. And yeah, and like he like aims the gun towards him. Yeah. And the other girl's like holding her breath, and I'm oh, it's so good. Watch the trailer. Fucking uh, intense. I want to see the movie. The Let's trailer is intense. I can't yeah. wait to see the movie. Um, but it was uh, it finally ousted uh, Suicide Squad, which. I really honestly think it only held its spot number one because Ben Hur crashed so oh, fucking hard. As it should have. I've never it's really watched. I've only watched parts of the original, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. But yes, this new one looked like CG garbage. I will say, okay, so it's not one of my favorite movies ever. However, Ben Hur is one of the oldest style classic movies to me like it's so rustic like when you watch it it's it's you know that everyone put their heart and soul into it and it feels all classic. of it's real it's it feels yeah epic the, and the, classic and the chariot race yes like they were really doing that shit like it's dangerous as fuck and they're doing it and in this new one it's fucking cg which okay fine and I get there's place for CG and yeah, but and, and you already have good. a movie that's good. You don't need to replace it. No, you don't need to try and cash in on it being the name of Ben Hur. Like let it just live where it is. There's no need. Like if you want to go in and update to make it better quality, which I mean they already did. They put it on Blu-ray. All right. Um, as I own it. <laughs> I'm about to borrow that so I can actually watch the film all the way through. Yeah, it's good. I'll watch it with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's 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 a fucking awesome movie. Um, but yeah, it's it, made this remake and it's just a fucking CG fest. Like it's. Here's the thing. Me and Michelle were talking about this the other day, and I, I can't remember if we, we might have talked about this in the last episode, but we were really tired that time around, um, so I don't remember. Uh, me and Michelle were just recently talking about you know she saw I can't remember what movie it was, but she saw she's like, why do they have to make a remake of it? Why do why do they keep having to make remakes? They don't. There's nothing original anymore. Yeah, not a whole lot. And there's not. And I told her, I said, it's one because people will still flock to go see it. Mm -hmm. And I said, and at least for me, I'll see pretty much any remake that comes out because I'm curious as to what they're going to do. Yeah. And now generally we know what they're going to do. They're going to throw in a bunch of CG, do a half-assed version of the story, make some uh, tweaks to the characters. But it's always interesting to me to see how they go about it, what their angle is. I mean, if you go back to what, uh, 80, 83 or 79, I can't remember which one, uh, it was somewhere between then, but Scarface. Yeah. It was a remake. Yeah. Of a very not good. Not so much. Uh, Scar, another oh, Scarface. 20s? Yeah, in the, like the 20s, or it was about the, uh, about Prohibition. Yeah. Um, which I mean, it's fine. I mean, I, I've seen the clips of the original movie. Yeah, I've only seen, yeah, I've only seen clips of it. Not not really super impressed with it, but like Scarface, I used to watch all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, but it, one, I really think it's a remake and name only. Yeah. Because there's it has nothing, nothing to do with it. at all. Um, but it's technically a remake, and it's 
uh, way better film. So it's it's always interesting. You never know when you're going to find the next Scarface. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because again, technically, Batman Begins, that was a reboot. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's I guess technically a remake. I just feel bad for Morgan Freeman, but he's got money, I guess. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. But like I said I, I usually the remakes I don't care. Like remakes, reboot. I I probably will never see Ben Hur. Take it in. I'm sorry. It just dawned on me. I was talking earlier at the beginning of the podcast about my friends I met and what bands are in. Levi, he's in a band called Taken In. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It, it literally it hit me, and I was like, Taken In! And I just wanted to say it before I forgot, and I wanted to give him you know, actual props. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, so Ben-Hur. So go listen to Taken In. Yeah, yeah, they're on YouTube. Levi. Levi, what's up? What's up, man? man? What's up? Love you. What? What? Um, Snoochie Boochies. Uh, sorry about that. Anyways, yeah, so Ben Hur uh, crashed and burned, allowed Suicide Squad to remain number one until yeah. Don't Breathe came along and <laughs> knocked it the fuck out to number two. Because I still think it's number two. Yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking of remakes that I won't see if they, if they make them. What? Uh, I won't probably won't see Ben Hur. Um, Princess Bride. Yeah. yeah. I've never watched that. It's fine. It's it's only my favorite movie ever. It's only your favorite movie? Yeah. Mm. Number one forever. Rocky. I'll never watch that. Nope. Never watch your make. Uh, Back to the future. Die Hard. Hmm? Die Hard. Die Hard. No. I won't ever watch a remake of that. No. Nope. Back to the future. No. Nope. Oh, you know what? No, I might watch it back. Die to the Future. Die to the Future. A Die Hard remake just because I'd be curious... One, how close they'd be to it, or two, who, I guess, who they get to play John McClane. I mean, I'd be interested in who they get to play, but chances are I would not see it. No, I'd have a higher chance of seeing that than I would say. I just don't see how they could make that movie. I don't know how they could improve it. Like, it's. There's no way to make it. It was a perfect action movie. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future, that was a fucking. I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Remaking it would be interesting. Yeah. Because one, I mean, they'd have to go back to it'd be back to the eighties. Yeah, and that'd be kind of cool to see. Because that's the thing, like when they remade. Um... Or you know what? It'd be even cooler if it was present day, and they had to go back still to the fifties, because that's a huge fucking time jump for a kid to go through, mm-hmm. and they would be absolutely and totally lost. Yeah. Uh, I will say okay, so so when I say I'll never watch the remake. <laughs> it means you'll watch it, but not. I don't want to watch it. Like right. Ben-Hur, I probably will never. I don't watch. want them to make it. But but depending on what what it looks like and yeah. what they do with it, I'll like, give anything. Because I'll say, if I saw a trailer for something, and it really did pique my interest, there's a chance I'd see it. But depends on what it is. I wouldn't want to like like Princess Bride. I would never watch a remake of ever. I can guarantee you that, because that movie is perfect to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if if you disagree, that's fine. I hundred percent understand. That. I know people that hate that movie, and that's fine. But to me, considering the backstory of that movie, that they tried to make that movie for fucking ten years and couldn't, mm-hmm. they couldn't get the right director, they couldn't get the right people, they couldn't get anything together right to make that movie properly. Even they didn't know how to how to fucking advertise that movie. Because you, have you seen the poster in my room? Yeah. Okay. Where it's just like it's uh, the grandfather. I forget the character actors' names now, but Peter Falk and um, wow. Wonder Years. No, no Wonder Years? I don't remember. Anyway, it was a kid. The grandson and the grandfather 
uh, grandson in the bed, grandfather sitting in the chair talking, like reading the story to him. And they're in Fred like, Savage? Yeah. And they're in a like a pantheon looking place with clouds everywhere. And it has like a tagline. And I'm like, that has nothing to fucking do with this movie. Like, other than it's just kind of like a fantasy. Right. <laughs> right. But, but it's just like, that's how they advertised it. That was the poster that came out. At, yeah. And it's like, they didn't know how to advertise the fucking movie. So yeah, it didn't do great. <laughs> but Reiner was the only one that's ever made that movie and made it work. And anything they do sell. now would be kind of slapping it together almost. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's it's one of those see, movies I don't see myself ever watching that movie. I don't, have a, I don't have a movie. Like, I have obviously favorite movies. But, like, I don't have a movie old that's old that I would consider my favorite movie where I'd be like, oh, God, I hope they don't ever remake that. I, I don't have that like you do. All my favorite movies are relatively current, so there's no fear of them yeah. ever remaking them. I could say Friday. Because that's one of my absolute favorite movies. Yeah. Um, I I could uh, I could say that, but I mean it's way too current. Yeah. Um, the closest one would be Die Hard or Back to the Future. I'd have to say Star Wars. Yeah. Of course, they're never gonna remake that. No. They're just gonna continue making sequels, which is fine. I'm okay with that. But yeah, um, I don't know. There's just there's just some movies that they don't need to touch. No. Like with Die Hard, like I don't see. There's no no reason to make that. It's perfect. Still, like even. There's the references in it are still good enough to where you still get not that dated. Yeah, you don't. It doesn't when you watch it. Other than the quality of the actual footage you're yeah. watching, it doesn't feel dated yeah. in the clothes and the hair. But you know what I mean. It's not dated. Even that you can get past. It's not. Yeah. It's not the, so drastic. The hair is not that ridiculous. No, like you can get Holly's is a little. <laughs> you can get. I guess you can. You can take from the tone. Yeah. Of everything, uh, you know, the very casual use of cocaine uh, yeah. is, is, it's very, uh, it's like, oh, that's the 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, I don't know. I just, to me, it's, yeah, it is the perfect action movie. There's absolutely no need to remake it. I wouldn't want to see it, but in all likely, I would probably see it. Yeah. But Rocky, there's another one. That is actually one of my favorite movies. Rocky, they should never remake. No. Which, again, they aren't now because now they have Creed. Yeah. They kind of live vicariously through it. Right. Um, Anyways. So. Um, reboots just piss me off sometimes. They do. Not all of them. I get it. I'm okay with some of them. But reboots actually don't really piss me off. Remakes piss me off. Yeah, reboots are fine. Remakes are where it's, it's kind of, yeah. It's just like if the, if the movie's good, it was well-received, people liked it, why remake it? Of course, I also have, I still, to this day, I still have trouble uh, thinking about why they possibly thought having Peter Jackson remake King Kong was a good idea. Um, because yeah, to me, the original 1933 uh, King Kong, or whatever year it was, I think it was 33, uh, King Kong, still perfectly viable to this day. Yeah. That movie's fucking great. I love that movie. Um, the 80s one's not very good. No. Um, but I'm, the, hoping, I'm hoping Skull Island. Skull Island looked, it looked pretty, pretty, pretty solid. solid. Um Plus you get, uh, I mean, you get uh, Brie Larson and uh, uh, Loki. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Oh, oh, I gotta tell you what I watched. Oh my. I can actually. I don't, maybe I did talk about this one. But I want to talk about it anyways. Okay. I saw the light. Okay. The Hank Williams. Oh. Movie with Tom shit, Hiddleston. Yeah. Oh. 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 Fucking bad. (laughs) 
That's what I'd heard. I'm very disappointed. I'm bummed that I rented it. I'm sorry. Um, I'm so excited to see this movie, too. Because, one, Tom Hiddleston. And he sang all the songs himself. He sounds fine, but the problem is it's very recorded. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no there's no soul to it, almost. Yeah. Which is fine. He's not a singer. You know? And he, but he sounds fine. Yeah. Um, but in any case, this is, this is the thing. Elizabeth Olsen's in it. As beautiful as always, and as brilliant as always, she's very good in the movie. Tom Hiddleston, very good in the movie. The movie has no concept of fucking time or pacing. It it just just all willy nilly just fucking puts things together and calls it a movie. Like different events of his life. The editors were just like, "There's too much shit. Just fucking go." And it's like one the perfect one of the perfect instances in the movie was. Brie, or uh, Brie Larson, no. Uh, uh, fuck, what's her name? Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Um, tells him, I'm pregnant. And I swear to you, two minutes later, without anything saying that that amount of time has passed, he gets a call saying that she's going into labor. Damn. Two minutes passed. Quick baby. I was like, fucking What? And, like, he, he goes through and, all like, he, I'm watching, and all of a sudden, oh, he's in rehab. <laughs> I'm like, from having this baby. I, no, it was before the baby. Okay. There was no indication. The only indication there was that he drank a few times, and they made mentions about how he drinks. Uh, there was no mentions of pills he took or anything like that, but he was in rehab. He had the fucking shakes from, com- uh, from uh, coming down. I had two wine coolers. I gotta go to rehab. <laughs> but it was like I was like they don't know how to pace the story or tell one. Like yeah. it's it's so fun. I got forty minutes into the movie and had to shut it off. Jeez. I never do that. Yeah. I hate doing that. But this one didn't bother me at all that I had to do. I'm like I can't I can't finish yeah, it. Yeah, that's awful. So what I did, shut it off, and I watched Dexter. There you go. I'm sorry. I just had to go into that because you said Tom Hiddleston. I forgot about it. Yeah. And had to bring it up. Um, All right, let's move on from remakes. Says, uh, anyways, it's <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> fucking remakes. Okay, so uh, as far as let's see, we got animated movie. Uh, no, it's not the animated movie. Oh no, What's, isn't that coming out though? Yeah, there's an animated Justice League Dark movie coming uh, that's out. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Uh, this is actually live action. Cool. Uh, Justice League Dark or Dark Universe, I think, is what they're calling it, or that's what they're going to call the general universe but they also said it's connected to the DC universe the cinematic universe so I guess it's all going to be one and the same cool uh, this has been in the works for years like for years like years years so like that's like 52 weeks like, plus more than 365 days damn um shit <laughs> Anyways, uh, Guillermo del Toro was the original director of the movie, but eventually had to back out because there was a conflict. He seems to do that. He does that a lot. But this one seemed to be more uh, understandable. There's a conflict as to who he, who the actors he wanted in the movie. Uh, they had no problem with the lineup of the characters, but there was the actors they wanted. He wanted Matt Ryan to play Constantine, for instance. This, again, this is just always just rumor. But he wanted Matt Ryan to play Constantine in the movie. Uh the studio wanted Colin Farrell. I I don't know. I'm offended. As far as looks go, yeah, fine. But I, I've his never, acting's I've never really seen him do super good in acting. He's funny in uh, Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind him. 
I will say, okay, so as far as since we were on the subject anyways, uh, <laughs> some of the remakes that I've seen recently, and by recent I mean like probably like five years. Yeah. Um, Judge Dredd was Dredd. surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly good. Yeah. Uh, as far as Judge Dredd goes, the original, it's fucking fun, but awful. I, it's terrible, but I love that movie. I do. It's fucking fun. And I have no basis because I don't, I've never read the comic. I didn't either. Period. At the so, time. I didn't know it was a comic book until like. Years later. Yeah. So, but, but I love that movie. It's awful, but I love it. Reboot, I was like, uh, a remake rather, I guess. I was like, eh, maybe. Carl Urban, eh, fine, okay. We'll see what happens. But as it turns out. It's fucking fun. Yeah. And honestly, the best way I can describe the movie is a mix between Judge Dredd characters inside of a diehard situation. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. And I, I in 3D, was amazing. Really? Um, yeah, we saw it in 3D in theaters. And it was fucking awesome. Because, like, the the way the, the, the machine gun bullets, when they're on the top floor, mm-hmm. tearing through all that shit, oh, my God. It was intense. I bet that'd be cool. Yeah, it was fucking fun. Uh, on the other spectrum of that, speaking of Colin Farrell. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're not going to Total Recall? Total Recall. I didn't mind it. It wasn't awful. Because apparently, I, I haven't read the short story, but it's closer to the short yeah, story. it is. Uh, I just didn't like the relationship. I didn't what do you mean between him and uh, what's her face, Kate Beckinsale? Yeah, I just didn't like it. No, I didn't. It, didn't, it felt felt forced. Didn't didn't feel like because like I'm looking at them was like or Jessica Biel. Yeah, whatever it is, Jessica Biel. The, well, the, not the one, not his wife, but the other girl. Yeah, but the entire time, like he's like, I don't I'm just con- I'm just conflicted. I don't know what to believe. Kind of character is what it feels like. And I'm like, she's obviously not interested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they, I don't know. But like, it was okay. It was I fine. Just, but yeah, I give it your that. I but, enjoyed. It. I had fun with it. Um, yeah, but Colin Farrell is just not to me not one of the strongest. I've actors. not really seen him. Have would a not be my performance. He would not be my first choice for Constantine. I'd go back to Keanu Reeves before I go back to him. I go to him. Which I will say, that movie's fucking awesome. There's a mention apparently in uh, after the movie had come out in the comic books in Hellblazer. Uh, they're talking about multiverses, and uh, he talks about. Uh, he says, um makes a passing mention he's like apparently there's a multiverse in which uh, I have black hair I'm an American with black hair and live in New York City and it's it's just a mention of the movie just to kind of excuse it and I thought that was kind of funny that's awesome but uh, I enjoyed uh, I I enjoyed the movie and at the time again I wasn't super familiar with the character so I enjoyed the movie and I still enjoy the movie even being familiar with the character it's a good movie honestly like it doesn't have the strongest script no. But it's a fucking good fucking flick. I don't know. But anyways. I'm cursing a lot. I, was getting, I guess I'm getting tired. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Guillermo del Toro wanted Matt Ryan. Right. He played him in the show to reprise the role in the movie. Uh, Warner Brothers didn't want that to happen. They kind of went back and forth for a little bit. And he finally just said, you know what? No, fuck it. One, it's been too long. Two, you only make my decisions on uh, who's going to play who. So yeah. fucking him out. Uh, and bailed. Uh, now taking his place is Doug Lyman. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he and did. He, he was gone. He was supposed to do the Gambit movie. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. And uh, not doing that anymore. Right. Uh, so while the story is under wraps, uh, the team has been confirmed. It's going to include Detective John Constantine. Oh snap! Already having an issue with it. 
uh, Swamp Thing, Dead Man, Satana, and Etrigan the Demon. Yeah. So I mean the salt the the cast of uh, or the characters of uh, Justice League Dark. I it sounds like you know petty squabbles, but Detective John Constantine, yeah. you gotta make him a lawman. Yeah. And whatever, I guess. But I guess. Fucking really. We'll see what happens. If you want to have a lawman, just have uh, uh, the Spectre, who yeah. are, Matt Corrigan. Yeah. He's a detective. No need to have Constantine be a detective, unless that's how they're going to connect uh, Corrigan to Constantine, just have them partners or whatever. Yeah. I'm excited for Dead Man and Zatanna. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zatanna's but, always been one of my favorites as far as Justice League Dark goes. Like, that, her, her character has always been one of my favorites. There's, um, in the Injustice storyline, uh, Dead Man dies. Yeah. And as he's dying, he passes it on to somebody else. Passes it on to Nightwing. Nice. Because uh, earlier in the uh, in the comic, uh, Nightwing is killed by uh, uh, Damian Wayne. And, uh... That little prick. Huh? That little fucking prick. Uh, but, uh, Dead Man calls for Nightwing because he knows that Nightwing's the only one that can reason with both sides. Yeah. And uh, brings him in there and he becomes a new dead man. Which is, that was, I thought was pretty fucking cool. That's awesome. Um, On to the Flash film. Yes. It looks like, according to Umberto Gonzalez of The Rap, who also broke the news of, uh, I can't remember the, the director's name, but the director of The Flash, he broke that news before uh, oh, it was yeah. actually broken. Right. Uh, the Flash will face off against the rogues in the movie. Like as in the Rebels Gallery? Yep. Oh my. Uh, so and the villains uh, who make up the particular team uh, is still unknown, although they were casting Lynn Snart, quote unquote, uh, which yeah. is known as Captain Cold, who is part one of the notable members of the group. Um, uh, including, what was it, Captain Cold, Mirror Master, Heat Wave, Weather Wizard, which is fun, yes. uh, Trickster, Pied Piper, The Top, and Captain Boomerang, which I will say, out of that group, The Top. Yeah, really? I hate him. Honestly, like... I like DC villains. Very good. The Lord. top. He's going to be in the show, too. I know. I'd rather see him in the show than the movie. I'll tell you so what, I don't though, know. It, it'll be cool to see Captain Cold. Or uh, Captain uh, Boomerang. I know. I love Boomerang. Okay, so so just real quick, going back to like the Marvel DC thing. One thing I will say. DC villains are fucking awesome. However, their fucking names are fucking awful. <laughs> Yes. One of the, Marvel's characters have really good names. That's yes. one thing I will give and them still memorable, still memorable characters, yeah. too. It's, so, not, it's not like there's a trade-off where like, you have a really cool name but a really lame character. Yeah. Uh, they have really good characters with really good names. DCs have really good characters with really shitty, shitty, shitty names. names. You know, one of the, I, I reverse Flash. Yeah. That's a dumb name. So he runs really slow. Or runs backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's just like Mirror Master. They, honestly, Turtle. If they if they would have called him just Professor Zoom, Zoom. which is still a silly name, but, but better. Would, yeah, like it makes more sense. I'll tell you what. Though, whenever they said for season two that the main villain was going to be Zoom, I was like Zoom. Yeah. Uh, God, how are you gonna make that? But they showed the picture of him. I was like, Fuck. well, I'm so used to. It. And they told that story too. Yeah. Uh, he zoomed in there and he killed all the cops before they could do anything. It's like. Yeah, like was that? DC has some really good villains, mm-hmm. really good, and some really good villain names. Most of them attached to Batman. Batman. Uh, occasionally, Flash and Green Lantern, 
Sorry, Sinestro is a good name. Oh, Sinestro's a great and, name. And I will say, I was talking to someone else about the Green Lantern movie the other day. Uh, as bad as that movie is... Mark Strong is brilliant as that Sinestro. That's so good. He, he's the only thing... And I, when I was doing the review for it, um, that was one thing Like I kept going on. I was like, he was made for that role. He was yeah. literally born to play the like, role of Sinestro. Did they ever remake the Green Lantern movie? I can't imagine how they're going to have anybody but him play they it. Need it's the same thing back. with uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movie. There's no yeah. way they get anybody but J.K. Simmons to play him, except for MBQ Laurie. Um, but even then, it's like, how are you going to do they it? They need to get him back for Sinestro. Yeah, absolutely. There's no there's no doubt in my mind. Oh, um, such, a good, oh, such a good cast. Um, so, so what are we on to now? Star Wars? We're on to Star Wars now. So Donald Glover is rumored to be playing young Lando Calrissian. Apparently this is almost confirmed. It hasn't been confirmed by the studio or by Donald Glover. He refuses to give any sort of answers or anything like that. Uh, it has a yes or no if he is going to play him. Yeah. Um, but he did state the, there are rumors. I mean, I grew up on Star Wars. My dad was a big fan. I had all the toys when I was little. I had a Darth Vader with the lightsaber he, uh, he has. Uh, it was cool. It's a dynasty. It's like the Bible. It really is. <laughs> it is. It's all pretend and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, him is Lando Calrissian. Dude, I, I'm a hundred percent behind it. Oh, uh, I yeah. It's I'm as behind this as I was for him being Spider Man. Yeah, because he looks the part to me. Like he he's, does. He's, he's he's also got the character. Cocky, he's suave. Like yeah, baby. Yeah. He. he what he have is? we here? <laughs> oh, oh, he's got to play him. Yeah, it'd be so good. Um, we also watched this trailer for a movie. It's a Russian superhero movie. I've been hearing actually the past couple of weeks about this movie, and it seems to me look it looks pretty interesting. Watch the trailer. Yeah, the trailer for it. was weird, but I like really. It. It's basically like a, an Avengers with some like weird, weird fucking characters. Yeah, I like the guy with like the rock whip. Yes, that was, that cool. was really cool. I like the the bear man thing yeah like the werewolfish yeah that's the thing it's all in Russian and there's like subtitles it's hard to kind of read all the subtitles on watch but it looks interesting and visually yeah. it looks really well done yeah this, there's some obvious CGI in it but it's, oh, yeah. it's Russian so I give it a break right. it's not too bad but let's see uh during the Cold War, a secret organization known as Patriot has created a squad of superheroes, which included participants from various Soviet republics. For years, the heroes had to hide their identity, but in hard times, they again take the case. Uh, sounds, I mean, it's, it's pretty it, basic. It's a pretty basic uh, rundown of what it is. And, um, it looks interesting. It's coming out next year, I guess. Uh, looks cool. I, I'm yeah, going to watch it when it comes out. I'm really, really hoping, and I hate saying it because... That's not the cool thing. It's not you know sophisticated thing. I hope there's a uh, an English dub yeah. of it because I don't want to uh, read subtitles. Read it on an action. I have no like I watched you know Passion of the Christ. I watched uh, the Labyrinth, um, not the Labyrinth, Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth rather. Yeah. Uh, it, I have no problem reading subtitles, but for like an action movie, and this is very clearly an action movie. Yeah, it really needs to. It's have hard a dub. to keep your focus on the action and read. Like uh, like Attack on Titan. I'm waiting for the English dub. Yeah. Of the movie because I want to see the movie too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that looked kind of cool. And there's also uh, speaking of, uh, you know, CG, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Beast. The first look at Lumiere, who's going to be played by Ewan McGregor, Cogsworth played by Ian McKellen, and LeFou played by Josh Gad. God, I love Josh Gad. I do love Josh Gad. Fucking he's Olaf. He's the best part of that movie. Well, and I hate that fucking movie. Elder Cunningham. Oh yeah, got that reference in there. Boom. Elder Cunningham. Elder Cunningham. Book of Mormon. Uh, ah, damn it. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. I want to see one that. one of the originals. 
Um, but yeah, uh, honestly, Lumiere and Cogsworth, you can see the face, and it kind of looks like the the cartoon version. Lumiere, they look like a, he sure is a candlestick. Yeah, they they look <sighs> like a weird, twisted version of them. Looks like a Tim Burton version of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. I'd be, I'd be better once you see them in action. Like, yeah, in action waiting for the trailer. Exactly in action. I I'm willing to bet they're gonna look a lot better. And it might be better once we can actually see where Lumiere's face is. Yeah, I'm excited to hear the voice acting. You know, Ian McGregor, Ian McKellen. Um, that, that'll be interesting. I'm excited to see what see what they do for that. Uh, it, it, I'm still gonna see it. One has. Uh, I'll watch it. Has uh, uh, what's her name? Um, the uh, Hermione. Uh, Emma. Emma Watson. Uh, has her in it. I'm down for anything she wants to DTF do. DTF for her. Um, I am DTF. Hashtag DTF. Yeah. Um, Blade Runner Have you seen two. The, the the picture of her. Where she's like wearing almost a schoolish outfit and like biting down on like leather and it says uh, 50 shades of Gryffindor oh my god no that sounds fucking awesome <laughs> I was like and everyone started to fap <laughs> yeah I'll tell you what though honestly like uh, she's beautiful she is she's and she's gorgeous. a really really great actress yeah she's super smart yeah she's, very very smart she's awesome but uh Good she's, for her. she's definitely very pretty um uh Blade Runner 2 Yes. Uh, now, I haven't really covered... There's been a few news that I kind of lumped them all in here as far as casting and stuff like that goes. Uh, I don't usually put it in here only because I've never watched the first one. Shame. I know. I had it on my DVR, but then we got rid of our dish. So I don't have it anymore. Yeah, I've got it if you want to watch I it. Would, I absolutely want to watch it. Yeah, I just I've, never have gotten around to watching it. Yeah, I wanted to buy the special edition briefcase one. Yeah, it's kind of I'm all about some special editions. Uh, but fucking that movie is so fucking out there. But, and, and for those of you who don't know, uh, it's based off of a short story, not a book, mm-hmm. a short story uh, titled Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Yeah. Uh, which is fucking weird. But Phil K. Dick wrote it, and he's written some really weird... Oh, PKD, I know yeah. him. He, he wrote some really weird short stories that have been turned into some really weird fucking movies. <laughs> and they're mostly good. Uh, Blade Runner is one of them. It is a strange fucking movie. Um, it's fun. I love it. I've wanted nothing. I wanted to see that for such a long time. I just never get around to doing it. And as far as I know, Harrison Ford said he is coming back. With he that. is. Yeah. Okay. So he is. He's coming back for that. He's. Uh, um, he's actually going to be joined by uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. In the lead roles, and I assume Ryan Gosling is going to play another one of the what they call them. Um, oh shit! Put me on the spot. Not clones, but like. Um, yeah. Things. I can't remember. But he's going to play what whatever Harrison Ford was and yeah, whatever the God. canon version of the ending was. I know there's like two or three endings to the movie. Yeah. I can't remember what they called him now. Um, Jesus, what's wrong with me? Ray, Ray, fuck. Look it up. I'm going to look it up. Um, but uh, he's going to be... Uh, Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling are in the lead roles. Also in the movie, Robin, Robin Wright, uh, Dave Bautista. Nice. And Jared Leto. Duplicates. Replicate, replicants. Yeah, Replicants. Um, I assume Ryan Gosling's going to play Replicant. Um, but it's going to have Robin Wright, who I want to say was in the original, but I can't remember. Um, Robin Wright was in the original. Was she? I, I think. She may have been. She's uh, going to take time out of her busy schedule to come do that? She is doing Wonder Woman. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I was just, I was just, I was just thinking. Being a smart ass? No, I was just thinking of fucking... Uh, well, God, what's the name of the, what's the, name of the show? My brain's broken. Um, uh, uh, Netflix, House of Cards. Oh, yeah. Jeez, yeah. 
Um, I've always loved her, by the way. But, but let's talk about Dave Batista. Yeah. Shit. He's Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Yeah. She's she's a Princess Bride. Oh, she is. She's the main main chick. I did not know that. Mm. This is the first time I saw the trailer for House of Cards. Like she looks fucking familiar. Where have I seen her before? Then like I was reading the book that Harry Elwes wrote, mm-hmm. and it was talking about Robin Wright. Like she she was doing House of Cards. Blah blah. I was like, oh god, that's her. <laughs> so um, that's awesome though. But uh, yeah, so I mean, so yeah, there's some Blade Runner two uh, news there. Oh, uh, and the Sicario, the movie that came out with Emily Blunt. Yeah. Uh, the composer from that, Johan Johansson, will reteam with director Dennis Vien Vien Yu. I believe you. Um. So yeah, they're gonna be reteamed. They both worked on Sicario together. Nice. Here's another one I want to watch. I just um, never got around to. Yeah, I've got I got I got news. What's that for Blade Runner sequel? What's that? Jared Leto. I just I literally Did just, you just said say that? that. I didn't read. I'm sorry. I was looking something else up. I literally My said brain that. hurts. I went through the uh, cast. I was like Robin Wright, Dave ah, Bautista, Jared Leto. You did just say that. I'm sorry. I was saying something else. Um, but speaking of Dave Bautista. We're going to talk about something we very rarely talk about and uh, on here. WWE news. One very sad, one very exciting. Let's do sad first so we can end with happiness. Um, those of you who knew him as Mr. Fuji, yes, uh, he has passed away. Yes. Uh, sucks. Yeah, he was... Uh, I believe he died in his sleep, though. Um, but he was, I'm not sure exactly, I haven't said what it was, or I haven't read it on yet what it was. But, uh, yeah, it's actually really pretty sad. It's, he's one of the golden age wrestlers, not wrestlers, but managers, you know, and legend. He was a legend. He was. He's kind of, he was one of the molds of what a manager should be. And, you know, he, he was in there, he was in the game with Bobby the Brain Heenan, you know what I mean? Like. He's one of the managers, you know, with Jimmy Hart, with uh, Paul Bear, yeah. uh, Brother Love to a lesser extent. Yeah. Um, Brother Love? Yeah, that's right. He's, he's, but yeah, he passed away. That was actually kind of sad. I was bummed out about that one. Yeah, I saw it this morning. Someone um, posted it. I think it was you, actually, wherever you posted it. I little, saw it. I just. I don't know. Like I, I don't. It doesn't affect me that bad as far as like just emotional life. It, it's still well, just as far as my life goes. But like right. it's, it's still like it's a blow because like I, I watched him as a yeah, kid. Yeah, like he was always around. Like watching when I was a kid watching wrestling, he was there, and he's always fun. I always liked him. Uh, last thing I remember him being in was uh, he was in the Attitude Era. He was with Kai and Tai. Oh God! He yeah. was the manager of the group Kai and Tai, which included. Uh, Ta- uh, Taka mentioned Noku, and Bless you. Uh, the guy who is the Japanese announcer now, um, Funaki. Uh, They're part of that group, and I remember like the big thing is they do the uh, uh, with Val Venus they tie him up and they choppy choppy his pee pee. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that actually was pretty cool. But uh, uh, on the more exciting end of the spectrum. Yeah, so if you haven't watched it, YouTube it. Uh, there was on what's what's it called? It's Talking Smack. Talking Smack. Talking Smack about the, the, it's like the after show or for Smack, Smack Talk or whatever they call I think it. It's I think Smack. Talking Smack. Uh, 
so Daniel Bryan the Miz had an altercation. Yes. Um, an uncomfortably real. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's. A, it feels like a work. Yeah, it has to be a work. But I mean, there's. But, but there's truth to it. There has to be. There was truth to it, and you could see. Okay, let's set it up. I'm not sure what led to because the video only cuts in right whenever Daniel Bryan's talking. And Daniel Bryan talks about, says, he says, there's no there's no easy way to put this. He said, you wrestle like a coward yeah. talking to The Miz. And then goes on to say that whenever he was uh, on the indies, if he had to at the time come up with the uh, uh, a description or a way to tell people that typical... Uh, WWE soft style, the Miz would be it. Yeah. And tries to continue on, but Miz cuts him right the fuck off. Yeah, he does. And he says, No, you got to talk. No, I'm going to talk. He said, You want to call me a coward? You want to talk the way that I wrestle? Is a, uh, it makes me a coward. He said, I wrestle the way I do so I can come in and do this day in, day out for 10 plus years. And he's fucking right. He's never had an injury. He's never had an injury. He's gone. He's made some movies. He always he's, comes right he's back. Always, he's never been like a part-timer. Um, but it, it was one of the... It was the best promo since the pipe bomb. Um, but it was definitely... A, you know, when you're watching it, there's a lot of stuff. And there's little digs that Miz does. Which makes me believe that there was at least started off as... I think Daniel might have started kind of like a worked shoot. Yeah. And then it got taken away from him by Miz. And Miz, and there was parts that felt like it really pissed off Miz, but he reined it back in, was the professional of the thing. And he kept it about the character. He was the Miz. Yeah. He kept it about the Intercontinental Championship. He made, in that promo, he made the Intercontinental Championship seem more relevant than it has seemed in the past 10 years. Um. But he says uh, in there, you know, he takes little digs. One particular one that uh, doesn't seem like anybody really picked up on was if you love this business so much, if you really love wrestling so much, then just quit. Go off and go uh, wrestle in bingo halls with the rest of your friends is what he says. <laughs> and the reason that that's kind of a dig is because um, <laughs> technically Daniel Bryan can go wrestle elsewhere. Yeah. The WWE doctors will not uh allow him to go. Yeah. But he can go wrestle for Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, yeah. he can wrestle the bingo halls. Cuz his doctors cleared him. Yes, his doctors cleared him. He was cleared by like two or three doctors. But the WWE doctors will said not. no. Probably and probably rightfully issue. so. It's a liability issue. Yeah, happens. absolutely. I get it, but it's 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 rough. But there's a lot of truth in that and that's and honestly that's what me and uh Aaron and Billy Boswell um, we were uh, we were like, let's start a fucking movement. Hashtag Miz is awesome. Yeah, and uh, and that's what we have like my uh, cover image on my Twitter and on my Facebook are both the the awesome uh, Miz logo. Yeah, and uh, I've always liked him. I've always enjoyed him. He's always he's a great heel. He is one of the best heels WWE yeah. has. They just never use him right. And yes, he does wrestle matches that are. Probably never going to be considered five star matches or anything like that, but he wrestles in a way in which they're solid can go matches. Out. They're solid matches. They're entertaining, and he can do it every day. Yeah, and that's one of the things is you know he talked about how you know, basically that yeah he could go out there and do what Daniel Bryan did and wrestle how Daniel Bryan did, but look where it got Daniel Bryan. Yeah, 
you you, you break you break down your body. You have you do have to be careful. Now there is something to be said for somebody who goes out there and does it every single day and puts their body on the line like that. Yes, there is respect in that, and yes, you're going to leave leave everything out in the ring. But eventually, you're going to leave your career out in the ring, and that's it. You know, you got to play it safe so you can be there longer to entertain the fans. Yeah. You know, and so I and, and I'm not disrespecting Daniel Bryan in any way because no. he was fantastic. He was a brilliant wrestler. He still probably is a brilliant wrestler. But he has this attitude to him sometimes where you hear him talking. It's like he talks down to them. It's like. He's a favor to WWE. It's a favor that he's there. It's you know, it's only by God's grace that he is, and yeah. you know, and he's above it all. He, he acts like he respects it so much, but then kind of does you know, sort of like, well, you guys have evolved. Finally, you're on my level. You know what I mean? Like it, it's he talks down about it sometimes. It's not all the time, but I've heard him take tones like that before. I can't quite place when, but he definitely has. Um, so to see him start, which sounded like he was trying to be real, and then hear Miz take it back and throw it right in his face. Yeah. One of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, it was so good. And it, I, I, as soon as it happened, I was like, fuck, I don't have USA anymore. I cannot watch it now. Yeah. I have to wait till it comes out on Hulu because I want to see what they're going to do. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do? I don't know. I mean, like, obviously people are saying they're going to have a match, which... I don't really see it unless something changed, but yeah. Uh, the only thing I've heard is that WWE still has it's unlikely, but WWE has not closed the door completely on Daniel Bryan never returning to the ring yeah. at least one time. Um, but I mean, as far as I, I can think of, it, the only thing that makes sense to me is is having the Miz do more stuff. I don't know, like since since Daniel Bryan is is he over SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he's on the show. I'm, I'm out of it, apparently. Uh, but since he's there, I, I could see him retaliating by giving him matches, mm-hmm. whether they be handicapped or whatever, but like, that would turn him a little bit. But I feel like they could they could do something to make Because after this, Dana it Bryan, seems like Dan- Miz, one, has a lot more support than I thought he would. Yeah, so what if they're going to do that turn for both of them yeah do like a double turn on them and, yeah but the thing is Miz works so much better as a heel yeah and there but there was a there's a slip in there and that's just what leads me to believe that it did actually piss off Miz it's as Daniel Bryan gets up on, that's that's one of the most important parts too Miz or Daniel Bryan gets up and walks away yeah from the table but don't you he, walk away from me Daniel Bryan he, as he walks away he oh. says I'm the one I love the fans he yells at him, I love the fans. And that's where it's like the character broke there for a second. He's talking about Mike Mizanin yeah. loves the fans. He does what he does for the fans. But then if he flips it back and he, he reigns it back in, brings it back to the character. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It obviously has to lead to something. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they're going to know what they're doing for the most part. But what they really need to do, I don't think they, one, I don't think they should turn Daniel Bryan. No. They obviously cannot ignore it. But I think they need to protect Miz. Now I think Miz needs to be protected. He, you need to build on this. Yeah. What you need to do is give him a few squash matches, and I'm not talking like squash matches like they're doing with, uh, um, the big strong idiot from uh, uh, the Wyatt family, Braun Strowman. Oh yeah, no. Not doing with their, not squash matches like that, but put him up against somebody, you know. 
I'm trying to think of it. Put him up against uh, the, the Lucha Dragon, uh, Callisto. Put him against him and fucking have him shut him down. Not in, not in like 30 seconds, but in like two, three minutes, Miss shuts him down. Establish superstars that he can, that he'll beat quickly. Build him up to be a legitimate threat. Yeah. And then you're going to make that, you're going to make him a proper villain who, um, can go after the you you can see him going after the WWE title eventually. He can be a threat to whoever is the champion, and that Intercontinental Championship will be relevant on SmackDown. It will be one of the most relevant titles on that brand. Yeah, and I think that's what they need to do. They need to protect Miz. Miz at this time has to be their most protected asset. It's the only thing I can think of that they can do. Yep, I agree. I don't know, man. It's it's it was such a unique moment it was I, I've not seen again not since the pipe bomb not something that felt so real so I'm hoping they do something with it like something really good with it because they it's WWE so they could easily just fuck it over but yeah and this had the same reaction for me as it did with the pipe bomb because what I remember what, okay I read on uh, it was on WrestleZone.com at the time I remember sitting there watching and I hadn't watched wrestling really in quite a while like now I haven't watched wrestling in quite a while and uh, the article said Miz loses his shit and at the time it was the pipe bomb it was like uh, CM Punk shoots on Raw and for those who don't know we've been saying this for those who don't know a shoot is whenever a wrestler does something that's actually real it's against the script against the story it's not meant to be seen but it happens Um, so it's called a shoot a work is something that is as you can suspect a work it's planned for a work shoot is one that mixes both worlds um what the Miz and Dana Bryan did I believe was a work shoot yeah um what CM Punk did was a work shoot but what ended up happening with that and this is okay so the same thing happened though as with the Miz I was sitting there saw the article clicked on it it said you know CM Punk shoots on Raw so I click on it and I'm like okay whatever I'm gonna watch the video and I'm just kind of do, I'm doing something else and just half listening to it and all of a sudden I hear CM Punk say the phrase about John Cena and he said there's one thing you're better at than me that's kissing Vince McMahon's ass you're better at it than Hulk Hogan was and uh, at that moment I was like my ears perked I was like fucking what because at the time Hulk Hogan was if I remember right with TNA so no direct mention of Hulk Hogan had been made yeah. in a long time it kind of begins that for a while so I was like oh okay so I'm listening to it and it's, have my attention it's one of the best promos I've ever heard in my life it rivals it's right up there with the Austin 316 birth and uh, the, I had the same reaction I was half listening and I read the article I was like okay he yeah he shoots on him he, he loses his mind or whatever on there and you know and I'm like okay and I watch it and no one Miz is clearly pissed off yeah there's no doubt about it he's mad when it's going on but it was I had the exact same reaction, so I'm like, okay, I, I gotta watch. Now I have to watch Raw. Now I have to watch SmackDown. Yeah. To see what's going on. Now I have to, and now I have to wait like an extra day for both because it's on Hulu. Um, but yeah, it's it was an incredible moment for WWE that they need to capitalize on. They need to make sure they hold on to this moment and milk it till it's fucking dry. Because I can see from this moment, Miz can go on and main event Smackdown Vince yeah I've always liked him man I have too uh, and I, I feel in the one thing in it I remember when when 
I first saw him in wrestling, I was like, the guy from Real World? Yeah. Like, we're old enough to say that, I guess. I remember watching that when it was on TV. And I was like, okay, Mike, yeah, he's an asshole. Gotcha. And that was like when I was like at the age where I wasn't sure if it was real or not. Right. It's real world. So I was like, all right. And then I realized quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was like picking fights and shit. And then like, I saw him on wrestling. I was like, well, that makes sense. Okay, sure. <laughs> I remember, yeah. And, and another thing cool about the promo was like, when you see him get mad, and it's it was uh, Michelle was asking, you know, he got so mad, and I explained to her, I said, what had happened to him prior to this? Whenever he first started out, he was hazed like you wouldn't believe oh, by yeah. JBL, by all the legends. He was made to like get dressed out in the hallways and picked on and brutalized almost. He was legitimately bullied when he was in there, and so as soon as and you can see it almost the switch go off. As soon as Daniel Bryan calls him, like, says he wrestles like a coward. He fucking, that's it. And you see him like, nope, you guys are not doing this shit to me. I've earned your respect. And he has. Yeah. I can't time. imagine, one, how he couldn't have earned everybody's respect by now. He, every day. And he, he is not just that. He does interviews. He does press conferences. He goes, yeah. does all honestly, where is, I like his character. Oh, uh, yeah, that's absolutely. fucking awesome. Like, I like the whole, like, I'm a Hollywood star. Exactly. <laughs> you don't deserve to talk to me, but I will take the time to listen to you. And I'll hold your title for you. Don't worry. And, you know, it's, he's very... I love the characters. Perfect. He is one of the best heels they have. Him, Seth Rollins, the end. Um, <laughs> that's Honestly, that's uh, the best heels they have is Miz and Seth Rollins. Yeah. And, it, and Roman Reigns, if they'd ever fucking turn him. But anyways, Miz, Daniel Bryan, it's leading somewhere. You guys need to check it out and watch it. I mean, it's it's... Something I think something magical is gonna come out of this. I I can't imagine how they could fuck this up. Agreed. But they might. It's always possible. It's, it's WWE. So, John, Jake, why don't you recommend some shit? All right. Recommend some shit. I changed my mind from what I was gonna do earlier, just because I read the list of stuff that's coming out on Netflix this month. Okay. Uh, for September, there's a bunch of stuff coming out. You can read the list online. One of those items, and I don't care, <laughs> one of those items is Gallivant Season 1 and 2. And I don't care what people say. I fucking loved it. Uh, it's it's for a specific type of person, not you. <laughs> so, no. so just for the people who don't know, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Gallivant Season, Gallivant in general, there's two seasons that got canceled. Uh, I got canceled twice. <laughs> Um, essentially, essentially is a musical uh, TV show. Each season has ten episodes in it. Uh, the music is written by Alan Menken, who does a bunch of the Disney music. So it's very corny sometimes, but they make fun of themselves a lot. Uh, but essentially, is the, this main character? <laughs> Hi, go away. This main character is, like, the hero character, and his girlfriend, I guess, she gets kidnapped um, by the king, yeah, by the king, and uh, he goes to save her, and when he gets there to save her, she pretty much tells him, like, you know what, I'm good, like, I'm getting married to the king, I'll be rich, I'll be fine, don't worry about it, you just go back to whatever you're doing, (laughs) and he's, like, destroyed, and then, like, is just drunk 
all the time. And then someone comes to give him a quest, essentially, and it moves from there. Uh, but the cast is awesome. Uh, what, I can't remember, is it Vinny, Vinny Jones? Yes. Yeah, he's in it. And he's pretty funny in it. He, his singing it is awesome because he has no, like, tone. Yeah. It's very, like, monotone. <laughs> so, But his songs are awesome because they're, like, he's the real big, like, meat head. Yeah, he's the always plays like muscle. Yeah, and his singing is there's one song he sings with the Queen, I guess, uh, and it's about love. Yes, I saw that one song. Like it's hilarious, but so essentially it's just like a fantasy style musical musical thing. But there's two seasons. It got canceled for season one. They got re put on for season two. Uh, The first episode of season two, to give you an idea of of their humor, is suck it cancellation bear. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah it's I recommend it it's fucking hilarious and the music's good and catchy and it's just silly like I said it's it's Alan Menken does the music so it's like Disney style music so it's it, it's not bad it's on it's really honestly it's not a bad yeah. show I, I, I didn't watch all of it I watched some of it uh, what my cup of tea yeah but, it's, it's, it's for specific people but it's uh, which is why it probably got cancelled again yeah uh, but yeah I mean it's essentially I think just, that's it though for I think I don't think it's gonna go back it's again. not which fine whatever I, I miss it already though I love that show I've been trying to watch it for like the past two months and on Hulu they have season two which is fine I watched it a couple times it was like I want season one again right and now I get to watch it it's like middle September I think it's September 20th at the same time it's sometime at the same time I think is that Supergirl yeah it's like right around the same time Uh, but so it won't come out till middle September but I recommend if you like musicals or you like Disney stuff or you just like medieval yeah medieval but it's like it's a comedy yeah it's not serious not Game of Thrones it's very very comical give it a shot it's fucking awesome. The they have a lot of special guests. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic is on in a couple episodes. John Stamos. John Stamos is in a few episodes. Um, trying to think of who else. There's a couple others too that are. Um, oh, uh, wow. Ricky Gervais. Mm-hmm. He's in an episode. A um, couple other big names here and there, but. It's so much fun. It, it's like I said, it's, it's like I said, it's a musical. So if you like musicals, check it out. If, if you like comedies and you're willing to try a musical, check it out. Um, but I recommend it. It is very fun. What about you, Jake? What do you recommend this week? This pay, this whatever we call this episode. This episode. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about it all night, and um, I'm going with. I recommend everybody pick up the album Screamworks: Love and Theory and Practice. Uh, by him, the band Him, uh, which stands for His Infernal Majesty. Uh, one of their best albums. It's my favorite album. Um, I, I fucking throw a rock. All, I love all their albums. Right. But this one particularly, I enjoyed so much. Um, it's got really very sweet, very slow songs and some very upbeat kind of uh, kind of fuck you love songs and. Uh, it's it's all around fantastic. Our music in it's really good. It, it, one of the chief complaints I hear a lot about the band, um, and I guess I can concur uh, uh, to some extent, is that a lot of it's very vocally uh, oriented. It's uh, you know once Villa uh, Villa Valley the lead singer starts singing, the music tones down. You don't hear a lot of the guitars. You don't hear the drums very much or the bass or anything like that. Um, you hear the sound of the music, and then you hear his voice. Now, whenever he's not singing, 
very much you hear, um, uh, you know, the rest, of the, the rest of the band and everything like that. He, he plays it like a conductor. Watching him live is it's incredible. You know, he'll uh, during one of the songs there's a breakdown and uh, they're playing like their solos and stuff like that. And um, when he gets ready to sing, he throws up his hands. He does his little bit and then he brings down his hands and they all kick back in. It's it's magical to watch them play because of that because he has such a they have such respect for him and they have such a he has such a control over it you know yeah. he knows exactly what he wants and he gets it uh, but I've heard that complaint and I can kind of understand it you kind of want more of the music but then again his voice gets lost in it if you do that yeah so but in any case this album has done, did better it had more music in it very it had a lot of ambient music sort of going on in it too which is interesting. Uh, for me, though, it's my favorite album that they've ever put out. Um, just really solid album. Go pick it up if you haven't if you haven't listened to it yet, which I'm sure not many people who listen to this have. Um, definitely one of their uh, best albums. So that's gonna do it for this episode of what were we talking about? Like before, you can uh, tweet us anytime you want to. Doesn't mean we'll answer you at you know ridiculous hours. I'll try. Yeah, I mean I'm usually up pretty late. Here, yeah. But uh, uh, you tweet me at the Hierophant eleven. That is H I E R O P H A N T one one. That's a Twitter. The Hierophant, John. I am at J D Slevin thirteen. J D S L E V I N one three. Yeah, start tweeting us because I, I I had Twitter forever. I just never really use it. I want to use it. I just, uh, yeah. It's just hard for me to get into it when I'm tweeting people and no one's tweeting back and no one's really responding and, and no one, no interaction. So, so I would love to get back into it. So I do like, if you guys are in that community, like I, I'm head us up down and, to talk. Yeah, absolutely. About <laughs> anything you want to tweet us, ask us anything. If you want to hear us talk about anything or, I mean, it could uh, be anything personal. It could be anything, our opinions for about anything. Like I, between the two of us, I think we like pretty much everything except for stupid shit. Yeah, uh, we hate bullshit. And if you tell us to talk about something and we hate it, we'll let you know. Exactly. We'll be respectful. We'll, yeah, probably. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. But uh, definitely, man. Yeah, just hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear. Ask us any questions. We'll answer. Pretty much anything. I'm an open book. Yeah, I, I I don't hide a whole lot. So if you want to know anything, all you gotta do is ask, and that's how you get at us on Twitter. And until we get our email going, uh, the podcast has no email. There is no email, mm-hmm. and a girl has no name. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, until next time, I'm Jake. I'm John. What are we talking about? <laughs>